I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Oh, sorry. Sorry, wrong lyrics uh, I read. Um, <laughs> brace yourself. I'll take you down a trip down memory lane. This is not a rap on how I'm saying crack or moving cocaine. There's a cul-de-sac and plenty of cognac. Major pain, not the drill sergeant, but the stress weighing on your brain. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And it's a Sunday football morning. Yes, it is. So you know what that means. Show's going to be short. Um, <laughs> here's, here, uh, also, in six months, I will be talking shit about Chris for, um, you know, talking for doing Captain Planet on our show instead of the lyrics. Like, <laughs> Dude, I had to do that shit after I heard. Like, so I remember when you guys said, I think on your show, when you guys talked about that, you said that me, Phenom, and Kev would always tell you and Karen when you guys are wrong. Well, I'm here today to tell you, you guys were wrong for that shit. <laughs> Yo, I, would, I finally heard that show, and he played a slow-ass song before that was dr- just draining all the energy out. Then he did his, his slow-ass version of Let's Be Voice and Sing. And then you two came in with the Captain Planet theme song. <laughs> And it was the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my life. And he didn't, the, the worst part to me is that, um, what, well, obviously he added it, he added the editing with the, with the music afterwards, right? So we didn't know it was going to be all sad and somber. Um, but then the worst part is that they both did laugh. Right. So, they tried to talk to it so bad though. Yeah. They, they don't want to. They clearly had fun, uh, with it. Um, Oh, I didn't even see that Kev wanted to hop on. Hold on. Yeah, Kev, I got you, dog. My bad. Shit. Um, uh, let me add Kev to this call. This is how NWFL goes, guys. It's not even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, he trying to take your stardom away, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. He was, Sorry, though. He had just got his own, so he was like. Um, right. You, gave, you guys gave him a taste of uh, a, a podcast on your show yeah. on Monday, and see, now you know what happened. So Yeah, know. my bad, Kev. I didn't even, wasn't even looking at my direct messages, man. If you're in the chat or whatever, just hop on your Skype. and uh, we, Oh, there he is. You know what, dude? Like, I had already re- relegated myself just listening to the show for the day. I'm sitting up here, like, listening to y'all in the background. I hear you say, oh, let's add Kev on the shit. I'm playing Skyrim and whatnot. <laughs> like. My, Fuck, I guess I gotta get my headphones now. But. That's my bad, man. I didn't even see that, that DM till just Dude, now. It's, it's all good, man. I was just, I just, I just figured, I was like, well, if he's on the show, I might hop on, then we might end up skipping our show. I don't know. So, yeah. Well, that's um, still a possibility, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the only reason why I wanted to hop on. I was like, all right, he's recording now. He says 6.30. Then I'm on like, you know, halfway through the day, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and the case if i hopped on rod show too come on man everyone gets the best of both both worlds here so yeah this, who, i'm not gonna lie who's... yeah i'm not gonna lie here this is this is partly why well, i love doing gotta, the show we just gotta let our ratchet powers combine right this so, is uh if, if we can find brandon somewhere yo we got all five the insanity tips um <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I actually, I'm glad Chris brought that up because I, uh, totally forgot about it, but, um, I do have, uh, the link to that episode. Um, uh, and for people that want to know what it sounded like, I'm just gonna play it for them. So. Please do. The 
the Christmas miracle. That's how it was recorded, chat room. It's not low. Right. It's this terrible, yo. It's like he played it through his radio and recorded it that way, yo. That's how it sounds. (laughs) Also, I don't know what this had to do with the show or the topic. I'm still trying to figure out how this links back to Captain Planet, but it, get, okay. it gets well, it gets into your, it gets you in the mode, yo. Yeah, you, you gotta get in the Captain Planet mood, dog. Right, right. Never go full planet. Right. This is this is getting me to this is making me want a podcast right now, yo. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting to yell out heart. Right. This is what real podcasting is about. Right. Podcasting game, son. The podcasting game oh is in peril. Right. Rod, the spirit of podcast. All right, here, hold on. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Till earth and heaven reign. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Now, I'm stopping right there for a second and just say the cadence with which he said that and the fact that it's supposed to be a song and he's saying it like spoken word. Nobody else thought it was that they were going for a comedy right here that they, oh, obviously that's a joke. No one sings. I thought he was laughing as he was doing it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think we were out of line for adding to the joke. And, uh, here we go. Captain Planet, he's our hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, he's our powers, magnified, and he's fighting on the planet's side. So, wait, 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 so the dude is mad because you ruined this perfectly spoken word of that fuck shit song I sung in elementary school. Mm-hmm. With Captain Planet, that, he's upset, man. He's still upset to this day. Months later, uh, no, no, you you guys missed it. The greatest part about this is like the the fifteen minutes, the fifteen seconds of awkward silence. Yeah, after they finished singing. Yeah, I was gonna play it. Cam, Cam started talking, so I paused it. But I, oh I, god, let me. I'll play it for you. Huh? Let me. Oh, my bad, bro. No, my no, bad. don't don't apologize. It's fine. I I, I expected someone to say something. <laughs> Captain Planet, he's our hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, he's our powers, magnified, and he's fighting on the planet side. God of our weary years, God of our... <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I guess that's the third verse is uh <laughs> is some about God. I don't know. I no one knows all the verses to that song. I still stand by nobody knows all the verses to let their voices sing, sing man. Um 
I'm just like I said, I just wanted to let you guys know. Yeah. It was funny, but you guys are some assholes for that. That was an asshole move. So was he really being serious about the whole I don't I don't see I didn't get that vibe when we did it, but apparently over a year and some change later, he was very offended by the fact that we did that and that was uh even though he was still asking to come down our house later the next year, uh, he was, you know, he was not cool with us since then. So uh, I'm just saying that was not, that that right there is is probably you guys' best troll job ever, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to help, man. Oh, I mean, it was. I, I listened. Somebody sent it to me because I always wanted. I, like I heard them talk about it. And I was like, I want to hear you guys do this because I know how funny you guys are. And that's the thing. It sounds like something you would do. And I was like, oh, I gotta hear this shit. <laughs> so when I heard it, it was even better than I thought it was gonna be. Because that awkward silence afterwards, it's just the greatest part. Like, what do we do? Right, because if you listen to it closely, you can hear them laughing or trying to stifle the laugh. Yes, that's what killed me. And I heard it on the mic then, it was like, oh, so it landed. They thought it was funny, but it was so funny. They don't wanna. They don't want to laugh, but it was obviously funny. And then it turned into these motherfuckers right here after a year. So whatever. This is the Black Guy with Tips. And uh, it's a comedy podcast that we do five days a week. And the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. As you guys can see, we live it. We love it. Um, we have a couple guests in the house today. Um, we have my man Chris from the Insanity Check Podcast. What up, Chris? What's going on, people? We have a late edition, late breaking news to the podcast uh h2o care from the insanity check podcast what up player hey what's up brother not much man glad to have you back man uh you big hit last week um yeah and... people love your stories i haven't even listened to that show yet it's in, like i downloaded it i i just haven't had a chance to listen to it i tend to only down i tend to mostly listen to the feedback show you guys do mm-hmm. and like if i have time between all my other podcasts like i try to like download another one during the week but it's i still haven't had a chance to listen to that one. i've been hearing good things about yeah it, so. people love you man people like why we why y'all ain't have them on by itself before and i'll say i tried motherfuckers um <laughs> so right, dog. I, got, I got like three jobs to work y'all yeah gotta, they don't work around me they have no idea how busy camp schedule is because uh, you know, if he was just like, oh, he's just a guest host on a Sandy check. Um, y'all try getting up with him. It, the brother is a hard worker, man. Y'all yeah, like, like people don't understand that the insanity check like we did today. Like we don't know if we're gonna do a show today. It's like we're so fucking random with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> we just yeah. It, it's it's like one of those things people don't understand the stuff that happens. Like they hear the show, but they don't hear everything that goes out outside of that. Like yeah. the, the getting people together, checking schedules. When you're gonna do it? I mean, recording live is one thing, but if we don't record live, that means you can do the show anytime you want. And yeah. not to mention, movie trailer reviews is its own job now. Oh, yeah. It is. Y'all have to actually go see those movies, put in a certain amount of reviews hey, every you know week. What? We still haven't even recorded a review for um the family. I saw that last uh, Wednesday. We ain't even recorded a review for that yet. Shit. Oh man, how <laughs> how was it? How was the family anyway? Um, if you just want a quick uh rating i would probably give it a netflix okay. like netflix to matinee i thought f- some parts were funny i thought the kids were really funny mm. i just wasn't too thrilled about the way it ended i just like okay that's a little cheesy but yeah whatever. all right that's good cool. it, it wasn't bad i mean it was you no know, eh. yeah it's that time of the year where you're getting either eh movies or the movies that are still eh, but are going for oscars yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say though i'm pro- it depends on how how addicted to gta i am on tuesday 
but I might go see uh, Chris Brown's Battle of the Year. Screen that Tuesday night. Because you hate yourself. I'm trying to I'm tell like, you. I feel what? like that would be a funny. I you, still feel like that would be a funny review. Oh, you mean beating so, of the year? <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm hoping happens in the beating movie. Beating of the year. Uh, I'm hoping it happens in the movie. Well, we got a ton of movies. They gave us a ton of movies this week, and we got more coming up next week. Right. I actually think that each one of us is going to do our own different movie because they have like gave us like four movies and four different places and four different theaters. Like there's one in. White Marsh, one in Arundel, and one in Columbia. So I think we're just going to each take one, and then we'll do some reviews. See, on, see what I'm saying, so. people? See what I'm saying? Behind the scenes, the motherfuckers be busy, dog. So, oh, and, and then uh, next week, next Friday, is The Plain Dead. Yeah. Yep, yep. So. I haven't even started uh, episode five, and fuck, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you know, I'm going to knock it out. I'm going to knock it out. Now, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Um, and of course, we're sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. They're excited about their new cancer charity project, Shorts for Cancer, but they're really excited that they managed to sneak in a shout out to this podcast in one of the cancer shorts. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, if you want to check it out, you go to YouTube. I'll have the link on the website. Um, and if you like the video, help them spread the link so they can please spread the word about cancer and their cancer charity project. Um, thanks guys in advance. Uh, like I said, go to theblackoutist.com. I'll have it up there. I'm going to put the link in the chat room too. Um, so you guys can, you know, look, watch it at your own leisure. Um, if you want to help them make it happen, go to shadow dog, uh, uh, go to shadowdogproductions.com. I mean, email them at shadowdogproductions, shadowdog.productions at gmail.com, shadowdog.productions at gmail.com, or go to Twitter at shadowdogprod. Um, so yeah, man, help them out, man, cause fuck cancer. And uh, I appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that because it helps the show. Um, <clears throat> let's just get right into the show because I have tons of shit to talk about. First things first, um, Chelsea Manning and the, in- the unjustice in- imprisonment uh, episode. We talked about that a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, uh, you know, Ratchet Lawyer from um, Twib. Mm-hmm. I guess she's catching up on episodes, so this is always funny when someone hits me up on Twitter and they're like, you know, I didn't agree with something you said, and I have that Charlie, I'm have that Charlie Murphy, Rick James experience where I'm like, nigga, that was weeks ago. Yes, I don't <laughs> remember what I said. <laughs> yeah, like especially something as complex as the Chelsea Manning situation. <laughs> like I, it, I, it really was a crapshoot of what I said at the time because i don't remember what, mm-hmm. what was said Nigga, I'm podcasting, motherfucker. well no not only that but the crazy thing about something like that is usually like i think what a lot of people don't understand about podcasting sometimes is sometimes it's just your thought at that moment mm-hmm. and your thoughts are still evolving right yes. and so you might say something like one week i'll say something the next week i come back it's like oh no i'm off that now i'm totally different now you know it's yeah just, it happens you know it's kind of hard to keep up with it you know and that was the thing too because uh like we talked about it on the show and then of course we have feedback show we talk about stuff again and i was like well which one are you listening to because i remember i felt differently by the feedback show mm-hmm. than i felt when it first came up like i actually brought up this conversation to make jokes about how this dude was like some type of conspiracy theorist that was like telling the black guy who tips to talk about the real issues and shit i'm like man what the fuck are you talking about we don't talk about the real issues really like we're mm-hmm. just gonna make fun of it or or not but nothing's mm-hmm. gonna happen because we talked about it we don't have we don't tr- we try not to have that type of platform like we're not responsible right. with our shit at all 
Nope. <laughs> right. So responsibility, yo. Yeah, we are anti responsibility, if anything. So um she hit me up, man, and we actually had a pretty good conversation, I think, where a lot of people might have got defensive or been like, fuck off or whatever. Um uh, and you know it's Twitter, so you have to get past that where like mm-hmm. I was asking her honest questions and I think she thought I was trying to like trap her or something, where I was like, No, I wanna know where you stand before we start talking because I don't wanna be like oh you're just a super crazy person and i wasted an hour talking to you so mm-hmm. you know she was like oh they should do the hormone therapy stuff and you know your sexual um orientation is part of your you know rights and it's up to the prison to do blah 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 and i was like so what if someone wants a sex change would you say the, the prison should pay for that and i think she was like well we shouldn't be equating it to i was like that's not what i mean i really want to know I'm not saying they're the same. I just want to know, like, to what extent. Cause right, it, where's cause, the line? Yeah, because yes, yes. if she would have said, no, we shouldn't do that, then I would have been like, oh, okay, well, so you don't believe in that, but you do believe in hormone therapy. Cool, let's have that discussion rather than – because she said she did believe they should, you know, be able to get, like, a sex change on a prison dime or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, you're way more liberal than I am, so there you go. Like, seems kind of simple. Well, we had this discussion, man, and um, she sent me this, uh, this a lot of documentation and stuff. And I still, to be quite honest, I still come down on the fact that um, I think I realized earlier this year that my main issue with all this shit is just I don't believe in rights. Like I believe rights come in quotations, like until somebody feels like taking them away or until somebody disagrees or until you do some shit they don't like then your rights are under question yeah yeah i feel like any disenfranchised group in america's rights are 100 percent in question and even the people that think that believe in that shit you're right like even like a person like a, a white dude that makes a lot of money even his rights are up to fucking the discrimination of the powers that be so right um, since I never believed in it, I never get outraged. You know what I mean? Like it's just. No, I get you. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's, it's a. It's it's one of the things where like rights. There are certain, you know, rights that I believe everybody should have. Right. Then there's things that it's like, okay, this stuff is a lot more complicated. And the truth of the matter is, I just don't feel like talking about it. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what. And I hate to say it when it comes down to something like this. But I don't think it's as simple as either side makes it. Like, right. either side is just like, oh, well, yeah, you just do this. Or, no, of course you don't do that. I'm like, it's not that simple. It's actually very, very complex. Yeah. And it makes my head hurt. And I don't want to have anything to do with this shit. <laughs> I, I feel you. And, and I think, especially being black in America, it's one of those things where you go, okay, I got the right to breathe. Everything else is optional. A job. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> follow for unemployment, not being arrested, not being shot. Like, like in your mind, everything else is an option. Yeah. yeah I'm a black male, y'all. I, I just want the right <laughs> to walk down in New York City and not get shot. Right. So True. to me, and not get frisked. So to me, that is where my focus is right now. When we're arguing about, well, should she be able to get a sex change or hormone therapy? I'm like, uh, yeah, I got to be honest with you, dog. I, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, that was kind of the where I came down on it was more like, and and I think it's good that people do give a shit, and it's good that Chelsea I'm Manning, sure it is. yeah, it's good that Chelsea Manning is a shit starter and is gonna push it because we need people like that in our society. That yes, we do. Will do the shit that I don't want to do because I don't want to do it. Oh, I, like I absolutely. 
believe it is pointless like is like maybe she will find a way to get you know uh to change and reform the military of all the systems by the way maybe she will find a way to do it and it'll be like oh that's awesome and maybe nothing will happen and i'll just be like well i'm glad i didn't get involved in that shit like you know to be quite honest but what so like i said ratchet lawyer sent me these um these rules and protocols because they've made this work in the san francisco prison now uh one this is a place that apparently is trying to make it work so that's what's up um and she told me a lot of stuff that i either already knew or assumed which was stuff like transgender people are more prone to sexual assault when you put them in prison because obviously they're identifying as uh a different gender than what's in the population and so now in addition to just like being ostracized for being different you obviously have a lot of sexual assault in prison and shit like that so it's like i get it you know um obviously this is putting people in danger you know i just didn't know of a clean solution because it's a complicated issue yes it is you know i don't think it's as um easy as you know just well treat them with respect and it'll work out like you might need a whole different facility you might need Mm -hmm. you might need two different facilities um, I'm just surprised that pri- private prison hasn't jumped on this just for the money anyway. Like that's the truth. I mean, right. honestly, they could probably get a whole new revenue stream from a lot of the left-leaning organizations by just being like, "Oh, we'll do it. Just uh, pay us." I mean, there's a. <clears throat> I think that, especially when it comes to prison, a lot of people we we hear prison and we automatically think, you know, they're in it just for the money and they're trying to do something horrible and they're trying. It's we, we always go with the the extreme of the prison is trying to just look out for themselves only. Mm-hmm. But there, people forget that there are gangs in prison. There are mm-hmm. bad people in prison right. who try to game the system all the time. And you can only, I can only imagine like we think we, we don't, we don't ever go to the extreme cause it's not going to happen all the time, but the prison has to also take into account those extremes. Right. And it, it's just, it's hard to do. It's the same thing that came up with the, um, uh, Fallon Fox thing with the transgender fighter in uh, in MMA. Like I would try to tell people, I was like, listen, um, I get what people are saying. Hey, she's a woman. You know, she's had the sex change. She's a woman. We got. She has. To, she's allowed to fight other women. I'm like, that's great and everything, but we gotta admit, it's not that simple. Yeah, transgender yeah. transgender issues by nature are difficult because our world is a binary world when it exactly. comes when it comes to gender and people are trying to change that and that's good that i actually think it's good that mm-hmm. they're trying to change it but you can't get me to just be like well obviously prison is just going to change overnight or prison you know it prison is now like going to be able to uh handle it like we're pretty much talking about a fundamental change of prison and gender from the roots up yep talking and, about passing laws changing cultures changing yeah. people's mind frame and it takes literally generations to actually change the society like right yeah. and it's and it's bigger than chelsea manning which yes, is, it is one of the things i was saying was like it's it's an agenda for a lot of people like mm-hmm. this would be big for not even chelsea manning as an individual but as a you know it would change y'all are looking to fundamentally change the system and it's like people are saying it as if it's simple like we'll just do these things and it'll work and it's like yeah but you do realize you're basically telling an institution to change from the core and go back it is going to be uh, a lot of fight which is my whole point when we discussed it was it's just gonna be a lot of fight like Mm -hmm. not it can't be done not it's impossible just i'm not getting involved and y'all you know good luck with that but but y'all are asking uh institution 
to change everything about the way it, it has it, it has done prison forever and it's like yeah it's i see why they just went no we're not gonna even do that shit well, i understand it's complicated. like what do you do with a with with uh a man who changing her says he's a woman so right. she's a she but she hasn't gone through like like with chelsea man hasn't gone through any of the hormone therapy hasn't done any of that stuff before prison right and many tra- many by the way many transgender people do not want sex changes no they don't right. they, so, so so you so got that too through that Right, so you haven't gone through that, but you know, are they now allowed to just go into the women's prison because they say they're they they like you can't prove can transgendered, you, right? Other than and I, and I, and, I, and that was another thing I said was like, well, what if you know? Because we've had cases where prisoners have studied the law or studied the rules and like found loopholes in the system because you know, anytime you're sitting around imprisoned, you're gonna try to find. <laughs> You know, you have a lot of time to look for, you know, shit, holes in the system, ways to get or get over or whatever. I was like, you know, what if we do have people that once they see that transgender people are getting a certain kind of treatment and they're able to, like, kind of get away from, you know, whether it's gen pop or just in their own facility or possibly even switch facilities and stuff like that. How would you handle it if people that weren't transgender started doing it? And she was like, well in the one hand you definitely don't want to subject people to like prove you're transgender because that's offensive and i'm like i agree right but at the same time how do you like there's no what are if if you create a new problem where sometimes people like slip through and uh you know you still end up with people trying to manipulate the system do you like is there a solution for that because i feel like every solution is going to be a bit sloppy let me go through these rules though let me go through these rules okay cool in san francisco um when you get booked, they go by your booking name. So instead of just the names on your forms for addresses, um, birth certificates, stuff like that, you can just be like, yeah, um, I go by cinnamon. So that's what y'all got to call me. And they that's do that. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That's, that's one of the rules. When booking a transgender arrestee, uh, San Francisco Sheriff's Department will use the arrestee's adopted name, i.e. non-birth name that the inmate uses in self-reference. <laughs> In the booking, either as a primary name or no, or also known as a transgender inmate will be booked under the name appearing under the inmate's official identity, e.g. driver's license, as well as under the AKA name if applicable. If no ID is available, then the sheriff's department will use the adopted name for booking purposes, either as the primary or the AKA name. So, um, you got that. And I'm like, I just keep imagining like these prison guards and shit like that were just, fucking up people calling them names being racist and all this shit like being Mm -hmm. like nope we are gonna be serious and we're gonna get this working um forms of address uh jail staff will always address transgender inmates by the inmates chosen name this is true even if the inmate has not gotten legal recognition of the adopted name I'm like, okay. All right. Well, let's see if this is very liberal compared to most states most states be like look what your birth certificate say that's what you is. We not, we not I'm trying to. Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no kind of like, fuck that. Cause this at the end of the says. day, prison is mostly about a set of rules that they try to apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. Across the board. And I don't think they have a lot of, at least in the America, I don't think they've uh, allowed a lot of leeway for individuality. Cause it's like you're in prison. Now everything is uniform because you lost your right. So, you know. Everybody takes these showers yeah, at a certain time. I'm not very progressive on that. I, yeah. I, I'm very much a. 
I gotta understand there are some people that are innocent in prison, but nine times out of ten, if you're in prison, you're in prison for a fucking reason. So yeah, dude, you are inmate number four, five, six, seven, and uh, nigga, that's who you are. Yeah, you I know? wanna, I wanna be like, I like to stay up late, um, in prison. So mm-hmm. ten o'clock curfew is not gonna cut it for me. I wanna be able to watch, uh, you know, watch Mad Men. That ain't so, happening. Uh, did y'all know they can't watch the NFL games in uh, Aaron Hernandez's prison? <laughs> i can believe that i feel like <laughs> is that is that a rule they made up just because they knew he was coming no, no they never could watch nfl games um that's oh, enough shit. that's enough to keep me out of prison forever but but, but you know what i i can't like here's the thing that I, again i watched a lot of lockup and you know lockup you see uh to me it, it gives you a really good insight into what really goes on in the in the turmoil in that you know anything can set people off like some right. prisoners fine other prisoners like, do you see how it happens with regular people watching NFL games? Like, there yeah. are fights, people break out, you know, things like that happen. Imagine in a prison system where you have no women, <laughs> you're just a bunch of dudes locked in a cell almost all the time watching football and things getting a little rowdy. Yeah. I can see how that shit could pop off. Yeah, know? normal people can't handle football. Right. <laughs> True. Um, strip searches. With respect to the person arrested for infraction of misdemeanor offenses that do not involve weapons, controlled substances, or violent strip searches will only be conducted if the peace officer has determined there is a reasonable suspicion based on specific and art- articulable facts to believe the such person is concealing a weapon or contraband, and a strip search will result in the discovery of the weapon or the contraband. All searches of transgender, transgender inmates person will be done by two officers of the gender requested by the transgender inmate. If the inmate does not specify a preference, then the search will be done by officers of the same gender as transgender inmates in your presentation. Um, so if they say, I, if it's, I'm, I'm a transgender female, I want two female officers to, uh, strip search me, then they can do that. Um, they have like housing, different housing regulations. Wow. Yeah. Most states would look at this and be like, who got the money for this? Fuck that. Um, no, California doesn't have the fucking money for this. That's the funny thing about it. It's like California doesn't have the money for this because mm-hmm. they had that whole overcrowding thing with the prison where they've been letting people out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they don't have the money for this. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's my whole thing with me is like um, a lot of this doesn't sound realistic, but mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's the way a lot of shit sounded to people that we now do as like progress. Right. We were like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't sound realistic to put black people in schools with, with white people or whatever. And it's like, Maybe at one point in time, you know, that was an argument. And now looking back, we're like, well, of course you could do it. We're doing it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, um, maybe we have the tools to do this shit. It just sounds so complicated to me because I'm just like, I don't know if our prison can handle it. Yeah. I, I You know, like I said, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying good for them for trying and everything like that. Um Yeah. I, I just think this this thing is something that's way too complicated for me. Yeah. Um, of an issue because it's not as simple as people make it. People make it seem really, really simple. Yeah. Well, all you gotta do is X, Y, and Z. It was like, yeah, but if you do X, Y, and Z, then A, B, and C can happen. Yep. And you never even thought about that. I mean, like, I, I one thing I will say: we talk about how dumb prisoners are. I've watched enough of these shows to realize prisoners are ingenious when it comes to shit they fucking do. Yes. Like. I watch these motherfuckers uh, hide tobacco, roll tobacco, and then use the 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 um the wiring in their light fixtures to light their cigarettes. 
Oh right? shit! They do all kinds of crazy Dude, shit. Did you ever see the one where they were able to transfer shit to other cells based oh, yeah, based on the toilet? Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, they could like put shit in the toilet. You flush, and then a person from another cell flushes at the same time, and it pops up in someone else's toilet. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, they do that. They um, they actually communicate to the toilets. They'll um they'll flush it. And they'll get all the water out of the toilet, and then they can use that, and they can talk through the pipes of the, of the toilet. They do that kind of shit, man. Wow. Like, like, they do ingenious shit. When you see the, the, the Shanks and shit that they, 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 um, they make and stuff like that, and, the, and, the, and what they hide, and how they hide it, and what they fucking do, like, I'm sorry, but, like, there's one where they were sneaking drugs into the prison. What they did was, they would get from the outside, they would, um, take a um like a birthday card and they would like take the drugs and they would somehow dissolve the drugs into the birthday card and then they would mail the birthday card to the prisoner and the prisoner would then dry it out and that's how they get their their their, their drugs that way right. i mean it's wow. like they do ingenious shit so like i understand people are like well we just do this i'm like you have to understand that you know there are bad people in prison who will take advantage of any loophole in law they can to do crazy fucked up shit that is harmful to everybody. I'm talking about you get a like you get one of these gang members who can then say they're transgender to get into a female prison and then they can then somehow get a hold of a witness against them or somebody in another gang who's it's like it can happen. Yeah. And while normally in everyday society. I would hear about, whoa, this could happen. This, I was like, well, that's okay. You can let that slide. It's, it's, it's a, it's a okay thing. It's, it's once in a lifetime. Doesn't really matter. I can deal with that in regular society. In prison, though, I'd rather them go with the strictest fucking laws. Yeah. Because that is a, a different animal and that's lead to a different well, thing. Well, I'll, I'll than, just, I'll just say this, man. We have a lot of different types of prisons. Right. Already. You know, minimum right. security, maximum security, medium security. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all jailed me. Yeah, minimum today. security, I think, actually even has a lot more. They, a lot of, there's a lot of other prisons that have minimum security and like in different stations of that. They have way laxer rules than, yeah. I'm talking strictly in the maximum security set. set yeah, yeah, this. yeah. So yeah. I, I will say like, it's, I want to just go on record as it's a hundred percent possible for, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for us to make transitions that would better people's prison experience um and i'm not against that for the you know for the record i'm not against that because it should be more uh towards rehabilitation for certain people man like if if you're not in there for some like fucked up violent crazy like get this nigga off the street shit mm-hmm. um i you know i do kind of hate that it just turns into like well you ain't here with these animals now motherfucker good luck you know right so right. so i do kind of you know i do kind of hope that uh you know they are able to have some type of reforms just don't ask me how, you know, cause I, yeah, cause, cause like when I read the shit, I'm like, uh, d- y'all may think this makes sense. I'm watching, I'm reading it and I'm like, they're going to do that. They don't even like fucking, uh, you know, let a nigga take his hour in the yard like he's supposed to. But now they're going to understand that tra- transgender issues are very complex and need to be catered to each individual. Right. Like there, there, there are some prisons where if you come in and they confirm you as a gang member, you automatically get sent to solitary, dog. It's like you yeah. did not collect $200. You <laughs> did not <laughs> go. Yeah. You go straight to fucking solitary until you deny that you're in that, that you just denounce your gang. So yeah. it's like, dog, like that's how prison works. It's, right. It's, it's hard for me to see it <laughs> in another way because I feel like 
my experience in america has been a lot of not of motherfuckers not seeing how to do shit in a sensitive way so i'm just like i hope it happens um or a compassionate way right let's talk about some other shit too man right um the mayweather fight um i didn't see it but i heard about it i see why this nigga make 41 million dog and i'm not just saying because he is unhittable i tried to go out and watch this fight uh it's almost impossible ain't it it is fucking like you needed to be at any bar you wanted to watch this at around seven o'clock yeah now for people that aren't really hip to the boxing game the fight don't there's undercut there's undercards yes all the way until about 1 15 a.m so that meant i needed to be at a bar four and an hours and 15 minutes before the main event to watch the main event uh i I saw a few of the other cards only one of them was actually good they're never really good so you get like you and this is why i never pay the money to watch a boxing fight on 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 because uh if you're gonna do that fine i want to see everybody wants to see the main card even when i do ufc i mainly buy ufc for the main for the main title fight fine yeah but I also know that those other the other fights on that card are going to be good and entertaining. Right. These other fights are going to be snooze fest. Dog, yeah. Wasn't the pay per view on like seventy five dollars? I don't even know if that was just yeah, the was HD so, price was, or not. Yeah, it was or, something like seventy five, eighty dollars. It was like the most think, expensive like, ever. I think he's he did like they already said like the number they had like a, a, a I guess partial numbers or some shit. And yo, know, he he is he's walking on sunshine shit like motherfuckers like swimming like scrooge mcduck out here Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's why i call him money mayweather man like the thing is dude like we went out and uh the fight didn't like the undercards didn't even start till nine so we were like yo we get there like 8 15 8 30 should be able to roll in get a table it's only two of us Mm -hmm. sit down and watch the fight um it was like ten dollar cover charge or whatever at certain places Man, we roll out there, dude, line out the door. I'm like, oh shit. So yeah, we go in and they were like, uh, like my boy Justin luckily got there early. So he was like the first person in line. So I go to, to the front of the line and people was like kind of mad, but they didn't say shit to me because I got a beard now. Um, <laughs> I know, I know it's good beer, yo. That's a good yeah, beer, yo. Yeah. Like Rod, yo. yo. Yeah. They definitely treat you different with the beard, dog. It's, it's a hundred percent true. Um, so I get to the front of the line and, um, the lady, the ladies are like, um, yeah, we got, um, seats on the patio. Like, y'all got TVs on the patio? No. But when the fight starts, you can, <laughs> you can take your seats and move into the, into the bar area. And I was like, no. Like, that sounds like a clusterfuck. Like, that's gonna be, a fight was gonna happen. Someone right. that paid to sit inside is going to be mad because you're standing in front of them or something. How much was the cover to get in? Yeah, and then I yeah, and then I didn't pay ten dollars to sit outside in the bugs and the heat, dog. So um, I was just like, nah, we're good. So we left, um, and I started calling around a couple other places, and it's like everything's full. Um, and so my boy had went to another spot, and he had hit me up on Facebook like, yeah, I'm going to watch fight somewhere else. So I hit him on you know direct message like man where are you watching the fight man because it's all full over here he's like oh i'm at the strip club i'm like <laughs> and this, this is how bad i wanted to see the fight i considered it for a good 15 minutes yeah like, <laughs> like, i was like really want to deal with that i was like overpriced I, I guess, food i was like i guess we could go to the strip Ain't club water 
Um, we could just, you know, it's not like I'm getting lap dances. I just want to watch the fight. I was like, so what's the cover charge? And he's like, $25. I was like, 25? Shit. I was like, to watch the fight, he's like, man, it's normally like, you know, uh, 12 to just get in. So now it's 25, you know, we had to fight. So I'm like, yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Right. I was like, yeah, that, that doesn't even make sense because they know I'm not going to get, I was like, dude, come a free lap dance or some shit. It was like, nah, I was like, yeah, I don't think so. And then I was like, <laughs> then I, I, I was like, we, so we went to go get wings or some shit where we couldn't watch the fight. And then I was thinking like, wait a minute. So how many people are even there then? Cause for 25, I feel like that shit wouldn't even have anybody in it. He said, oh yeah, even if y'all come in standing room only. I said, God damn, Mayweather is the man. <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> well, it, it's one of the things, like he is going to generate, he generates a crowd no matter what. Cause you either get people who just want to see him fight or people who want to see him lose. And mm-hmm. so you're always going to get, and he's the, he's the biggest fight guy there is. You know, UFC doesn't compare because it's still a young sport. So when it comes to boxing, he is the man. That mm-hmm. is really the only thing. He is what it used to be like with Tyson or Ali or anything like that. That is the guy right now. And, you know, I get it. Yeah. I just know I'm, one, never paying for boxing yeah. because I can't do that. My problem with Mayweather is he is the greatest fighter there is. I have the same problem I have with Mayweather that I have with GSP, George St. Pierre. He is so much better than the people he fights that after a while I get mad when the fight goes the entire distance. It's like It's like you just, should be, you should really just try to end this quick. Can you can you like yeah, like I'm watching I'm watching I'm watching the fight last night and I actually just got bored like, okay, listen, you're just it's like watching a cat play with his food. It's like mm. Can you just fucking end this shit? Like, this is not exciting to me anymore because you're the smaller fighter bullying the bigger fighter, and he can't fucking hit you. You can hit him anytime you want, and I'm am extremely fucking bored. Like, I lo- and I love fights. Like, when it comes to watching a boxer, oh, his defense is beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's beautiful to watch from that respect, from a technical point of view, mm-hmm. but also from the fight fan in me, it's just like. Okay, I gotta like the fight already started at like what twelve forty five. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be done until one thirty a.m. because you don't want to finish this. I'm fight. not gonna. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I love watching Floyd Mayweather. Like I, he's one of the few people I actually will watch box because yeah, and, and we'll pay because like. Well, uh, no, I won't pay anymore because they never did Pacquiao Mayweather. Yeah, that, that was the only like because we, we used to by pay. I mean, we used, used to, to actually get the fights at our house. house and have right. fight parties oh, yep okay. but once they started bullshitting on that fight i was like I yeah I'm, i think i'm done paying for boxing at my house because mm-hmm. it costs too fucking much for y'all to dick around and fight these other people i don't give a fuck about Ain't so that the truth um now you know people send me a link which is a whole nother hassle by the way like only a link can make you want to pay for the fight like <laughs> i feel like showtime provides the fucked up links where it's like put an ad up every 10 seconds also let's do another pop-up and Stop the feed. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. The, the feed I had last night, I don't know which one it was. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It actually worked the entire time, never cut out. The only thing, oh, and the other thing too that, that bothers me about boxing, I think this is why I can't stand watching Mayweather fights go the distance. Like, like I said, greatest technical boxer that I've seen in a long time. I mean, yeah. watching his defense, great. Here's what gets me about doing that though. The commentators kill it for me. Mm. Oh my god. Like, if I'm watching a technical fight in the UFC, Joe Rogan makes me go, well, it's a technical fight, but you know what? I'm enjoying it going the distance. The boxing commentators make you go, 
oh my god, I want to fall fucking asleep. And you just fucking end this. <laughs> did you have? Did you, shit they are like, bothering. They they are the fucking. Is that one old fucking worst. dude still doing it? Who would just like berate motherfuckers when they lost and shit? Larry what Larry Merchant. Name? Larry Merchant. Yeah, Larry Merchant. That dude. I didn't see him there last night. Um, I had the I had a, I, my feed had the British commentators on it, and they are even worse than normal commentators. <laughs> Oh, Cause shit. they had the British accent, and they're just like, "Chill, look, Louisa." It's like, "Are you right hand cross?" Yeah, it's oh my god, it's like not so bad there. It was so. Oh, look at that uppercut! He almost knocked him down, but oh, jolly good, jolly, jolly, jolly good brawl there. <laughs> That's what they sound like, and it's like it's almost like it's golf, and so it's like I'm not saying like. <laughs> fighter and he's he's landing good shots his defense is great his movement is awesome and the commentators make you bored out of your goddamn mind well like it's 115 and i was falling to fucking sleep hoping that somebody would get knocked out just to end them from talking it is terrible well for me american commentators don't they don't bother me as bad because uh they're they're the opposite where they try to hype up everything during, yeah. during the Mayweather fight, because it's obvious he's not gonna get knocked out, but then they try to make you feel like it can happen at any moment. Like just one second of lowering your guard, and you could end up. Oh, oh, there goes a there goes a punch to the. Oh, Miss Mayweather. Okay, well, gonna, <laughs> yes, like they are looking for something so hard to make you like excited. But um, what I was gonna say earlier though is my like my thing with uh Mayweather is I like watching him because he frustrates opponents, and uh oh yeah, I like when the crowd has to recognize that this asshole that they hate is <laughs> is going to beat this dude and it's not even going to look fun like Mm-mm. he's not even going to be tested he probably won't be knocked down he might not get hit and <laughs> just watching the crowd slowly have that like just the life go out of them like i know like that might just be the serial killer in me or something because i'm just like look at you fools look at all of you you paid money for this you know like i'm not gonna lie that 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 was actually the one good thing that i enjoyed about watching the fight last night watching canelo get uh get frustrated and then watching the crowd at the same time yes i love it (laughs) i mean i like for my money i actually like when the announcers turn because you know, yeah. before the fight, the announcers are always like, you know, Canelo has the best chance of any fighter that May- Mayweather's fought to this day. But every fighter, come on. Yeah, he's young, he's bigger, he's stronger. He should, if he can connect a few blows, he should be right in there. Well, look, think of, then they bring up some bum that he fought and shit. His fighting power against, uh, Alvarez was really proved everything, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, this nigga ain't even gonna hit Floyd. And oh. as they start doing the analysis of the fight, you can hear it in their voices too, where they're like, uh, you know, a young guy like Canelo's just gotta get in there. You gotta get inside. Uh, right now would be a good opportunity to, oh, okay, he missed. He tried to get in there. He couldn't get in. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I love it, man. Cause everybody doesn't want to admit it, but most people hate Floyd Mayweather, man. Mm-hmm. And most if they would admit it, that. it wouldn't be so bad, but it's the fact that they want that keeps me interested to watch people pretend to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this, look, dog. He's, he, he set him up. He knocks him down. That's it. He doesn't get hit. And it's, and like the reason he's pretending, well, he probably is an asshole to some extent, but the reason that he's really pushing the asshole act is because the second, the second that people realize that he doesn't have knockout power, they're going to stop watching the fights. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what I don't understand. It's like, I, I watched, uh, this is another reason why I, I, I don't buy the fights. I know he's like, I was, I was there when I saw him knock out Ricky Hatton. And I was shocked by that. I was like, 
What? Mayweather doesn't really do that. Right, I was like, he doesn't usually do that shit. Because I was actually falling asleep during that fucking fight, too. It's just like, it caught me out of off guard. Yeah. It's just like, I really, I know that about him. So it's like, when he does things, I come out with Lil Wayne and fucking Justin Bieber. I'm like, oh, this nigga's trolling again. Yeah, he's, he's trolling. trolling ah! fucking hard. He knows he's he can't be so hit. so hard. Yeah, he knows he can't yeah. be hit. So it was he's- great. What what little Wayne Justin Bieber song did he come out to? It wasn't even a song. Like, oh, he came out with Justin Bieber and Lil Wayne. They just walked. Oh, in he came out with the actual people. Yes. No, Lil oh, Wayne shit. actually was trying to rap while he came out, and I was like, dude, you, he, he was rapping so hard. Like Lil yeah. Wayne was rapping so hard, I'm like, dude, nobody can fucking hear you. Yeah, dog. doing those terrible metaphors. He probably saved us some time not being able to hear that shit because. Right. I'm sure that metaphors. I knock a nigga out like I knocked him out the box. Like, right. come on, I can't man. remember. Um, somebody said it. I can't remember who I'm said like it, but it was like, uh, <laughs> they said, um, <laughs> that's way too. That's way too clever for a little. Right, it's way too clever. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, you I know. just you just gave him some good credit right there. Uh, I think uh, somebody said uh, Mayweather comes out with white people accessories. He came out with, <laughs> with, with, with yeah, it was a uh, Baritone Day Thirsty. Justin Bieber today. Yeah, <laughs> it was Baritone Day Thirsty. He basically said he's doing the opposite of Molly. Yeah, yeah, that shit was hilarious. I'm like, he's done it before. He's talking about with Justin Bieber before. Yeah, so it's funny as shit to me. I'm just like. And, and like somebody today, you know, white people are mad as shit. They was like, "Well, he's still a nigga. He's still a slave." I'm like, "Actually, no, he's not. He's you're actually the slave because you actually pay for this shit." Right. Like, he is. How much? Also, do like forty one million dollars, right? Right. To to fight people and earned every penny of it, as far as I'm concerned, because how much of it the interest in him is simply driven by the fact that people want to see him get knocked the fuck out. Right. Nobody really seems to be rooting for him necessarily with well, at least Yeah, there's not a lot of people like cuz I you know, I'm a Mayweather fan and I find that I'm in a dwindling yeah. population of people that yes, you are. root for this the dude. Same thing with um Anderson Silva in the UFC like towards like, you know, he he recently lost, but a lot of people were just, you know, buying cuz they wanted to see him lose. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's like the it's like reverse rooting. Yeah. And he's mastered that shit, man. He's just got people paying to be like, you're going to get knocked out, motherfucker. And he's just counting this shit all the way what, to the uh, bank. And what I don't understand is those people that do that, I'm like, why are you going to pay? Yes. Yeah. Like, first of all, at some point, you got to realize that there's a good chance that the dude you think is going to beat him is not going to be that dude. It's only the dude you don't think is going to Like, that's what yeah. happened with Anderson Silva. It's like, the dude you don't think has a fucking chance is going to be the one that beats him. It's probably going to be the one you don't watch anyway. So yeah. it's never going to be the one, the dude that is hyped up to be, oh, this is going to be the guy. It's like, it's never that guy. It's, it's never that guy. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, ahead, Floyd Mayweather has come to the understanding that haters money spend too. It's just his dream. <laughs> And he'll put it in his bank account just like everybody else's. That you is true. Don't like me. They're still buying you. Don't yes. Yeah. And one million and two million haters right. and three million. Direct and that's, and that's one thing that I say that, uh, it's the one model that I, I, I like and also hate about boxing. I love the fact that Mayweather can do that, that he can make money off of these people and it'd be his fucking money and it goes in his fucking pocket and he's the one that's making the biggest bank off of this. Like his bank account is fat. Like he isn't. He's not going through and paying like somebody else and the money coming to him. He's making all that fucking money for himself. Right. I love that fact about him. I hate it because you sometimes can't get the fights you want to see, and because the 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 fight is in the control of the fighter. Like I said, he's the one that that controls that. Sometimes the fans don't get what they want all the time. Now yeah. I will say for this one, this is the fight I think fans, boxing fans, really want to see. So he gave them that. 
You yeah, know, we and they got a ton of money off of it. And to be honest, boxing fans didn't really know what we were talking about mm-hmm. when it came to wanting to see him fight Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. I only personally, I only wanted to see him fight Pacquiao because I know it wouldn't have been close. Right. Um, but it's a fight you want to see. Yeah, but it's, it's, I I only wanted to see it to prove to other people to shut the fuck up, which is not really his obligation. I get it, but. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna front. I I did not think that would be close. There was a ton of other people that were just hyping Pacquiao up right. to be like, yeah, he would beat Floyd because, and that's and he's scared. And it's like, well, the dude's on PEDs probably, and he won't take the test because he's scared of needles. Um, <laughs> with the tats and everything that he has, he's scared of needles. But um, but you know, shit like that, and it's like it was so it got so corrupt by the end where Pacquiao would take a test, but for the other fighters and. Just weird shit, like you know, they. It's just weird. So yeah, and, and I understand. Why, I understand right. why the fight didn't happen, but at the same time, that if that was the UFC, that fight would have just had to happen because that's what you know Dana White right. would have wanted. Right, and and that and that's the one thing that that gets me about boxing. It's like it's there's so many different organizations and titles, and everybody has their own it's title. A lot more things like that based on the person. Than they right. are, like the actual, because I mean, you look at any one division. There's like 50 million like different belts for it, and not to mention what you got a weight class at 155. You got a super version of that weight class at 157. Right. You got a super <laughs> super right. heavy version of that weight class at 160. And I'm just like, dog, like, so you guys can't win titles any anywhere else. So you make up these subdivisions so you can feel special about yourself and shit. It, it, it's well, it's too much to follow. Mayweather. It, it's like, Mayweather is collecting them all, though. Yeah, he is. He's so like, that's, oh, on, yo. yeah, that's the good. The good news is <laughs> for Gotta anyone, all, all those belts. For anyone that finds the belt thing to be confusing, uh, oh, just, just think about a belt, and if it's in like that one sixty to like one uh fifty range, he probably got it. So yeah, yeah, Mayweather got it. <laughs> 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 A or like yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. IBF or that too. Something like that. I'm like that too. Yeah, that's, not, that's not a real championship belt, dude. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like uh, Oprah was giving out belts. Like you get a belt, you get a belt, you get a belt, you get a belt. Everybody like they're like the big three. They do have like like three big um, organizations, and I'm like I recognize those names, but outside of them, dog, go, that's not a belt. go to the oh, dollar, go to the dollar store and get some of those belts. Right. Oh, and then can we also just talk about the other reason why I just haven't fucked with boxing? Um. Roughing and uh, judging it, it, it bothers me a little bit in, in MMA, a little bit, but in and boxing, oh, yes, yes, yes. But okay. in boxing, because like with it's MMA, the worst. In MMA, I go well. It's still technically a new sport, even though it's not really that new. Yeah, I mean, they're still learning the ropes. I will give them a, an ounce of leeway. Yeah. Why is the why is CJ Ross still allowed to judge fights as what she did with that Bradley Pacquiao shit? Also, shout out to the fact that she is a woman and I had to stop like the slander and just get off Twitter for a while because it quickly turned from she's an incompetent judge to this bitch need to get back in the kitchen, make me a sandwich. And I was like, I'm <laughs> I, I was like Batman at the end <laughs> the end of Batman begins, where I was like I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. <laughs> so I just, so I just logged off, man. I just logged off. I was like, you know what? I know people about to get misogynistic as shit. I don't want to fight this battle. Not for you. Uh, good, good luck. 
But dude, here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing about that because there's also there's a female ref called Kim Winslow in, in MMA, and she's terrible as well. And I hate it because it's like I hate her. Right, I hate her because she's bad at her job. Right, yes. I hate the fact that she's a woman because I feel like I can't joke her like I would a man because I would go so like raw about. No, it is, but because no, but it's 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 like what Rod said. It's like you don't want to co-sign the misogynistic aspect of it. Yeah, versus her just being bad at what she's doing. I'm being bad at her, so it's like, oh, why are you? Why are you so bad? Back in the kitchen. Right. Why are you, you so bad? That, why are you so bad at this? Why? Why? It's like they're not even close. And it's like I feel like the people that the, the athletic commissions, cause I think they do it randomly. It's like they're proving mm-hmm. the stereotypes wrong or right or something about it. And well, it's, it's like you know, we're trying to give you a chance here, but uh, you ruined it for all the other good women. Why? Why? Yeah. Why give these? No, people... I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, no, no. But, but why? But why are. give these people those things? Why would you give her? The Floyd Mayweather Canelo fight. Why not yeah. give her some other fight to do? Kim Winslow, they know she's not that good, but they'll give her like the heavyweights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why would you do that? I mean, it's just it's so stupid to me. It's like they're setting them up for failure to begin with. Right. No, they're not good, but then they'll give them something that's so high profile. It's like there is no reason why she should have been uh, judging. That fight because when they said a draw, when they first said, first of all, when they said a majority decision, I was like, majority, what the fuck, dude? They said that one fourteen, one fourteen, and everybody on my timeline went just the fuck. Like my timeline just kept scrolling. The fuck, what the fuck, the fuck was that draw? A draw, motherfucker, what draw? All the way down for like two hundred responses of just what the fuck, dude. Like I'm sorry, you can hate Mayweather all the fuck you want. There is no goddamn way you watch him bully a guy bigger than him for 12 rounds and go, oh, yeah, it's a draw. There is yeah. no fucking, the only clean shots that landed were Mayweather. Like, how the fuck did he, at, after the midway point in the, in the, in the round, they were, uh, the, the commentators on my feet were like, well, now it's halfway to the fight. This is where Canelo well, has to pick it up now. Point. Yeah, you know, he's got to pick it up. He's got to start establishing he's himself. enjoying the fight right now, too. Look at her. Half, halfway through the fight, that's when Mayweather actually started bullying him even more right. and started backing him up into the fucking corner. I'm like, he's just, he got outweighed by 15 pounds, and it's a draw? Well, aren't, aren't, so I know they can do this with um, MMA, because I've seen a couple fighters say stuff about this. I like, like, if they find out, like, a referee or a judge or something is <clears throat> going to do their fight, they can actually request another referee or something. I don't know if you can do boxing. that or not in boxing, and, and, honestly. I, I think I think a lot of it depends on the athletic commission that you're in. Yeah. Like if you're under where were they at last night? Vegas. So that's the the yeah. Nevada State Athletic Commission, which is to be perfectly honest, corrupt as fuck. Right. They, they're still corrupt as fuck. Uh, I, uh, just to switch over to May real quick. Kim Winslow is allowed. You know, she's bad at her job. Is allowed to do these. One of the best MMA refs there is, Big John McCarthy, is not licensed in Nevada, mm-hmm. and he's on Twitter. And everybody, every time there's a big fight, people ask him. Why aren't you roughing this fight? He goes, they won't license me. They haven't told me why, but they won't license me. This is a guy who has been in MMA. He is the most knowledgeable ref. Right, the most knowledgeable MMA ref there fucking is. And they won't license him in Nevada. It's like that athletic commission is so goddamn corrupt. It is absurd. Yeah. But I'm sorry, go on. Karen, you were going to say something? Yeah, and my thing is this. 
it has got to be frustrating to women who love MMA and who love boxing, who was like, I'm great at my job, but this bitch gets on national television and just makes makes women look so bad that it's, it's one of those things where because most how can I say this? A large percentage of dudes who watch it are very misogynistic when it comes to women uh, having authority over men when it comes to things like this. Because that's what that's how people see it. That's what a lot of that comes from. Right. Um, and it's one of those things where they're looking like you're fucking it up for competent women who can really do this and do it well. Not to mention sure. female fans got to be like, yes, like they just watched the reaction to the fight switch from. Oh man, Mayweather dominated this guy to who the fuck scored that card to this bitch. And now it's like, uh oh, you know, right. yeah. it, it, I don't and, know what to believe anymore. And, and it bothers me because I watch a lot of women's fights. I mean, you know, I'm watching right now, I'm watching this season of The Ultimate Fighter with Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate coaching, which by the way has been awesome. All right. I'm watching them go and like women know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, these yes. are two good coaches. Uh, their fighters are good. They've had some great fights. It's like I'm loving what I'm seeing right now from them. So like they've made such a uh, they, they, women fight so hard to get respect in this sport, mm-hmm. and then you get something like that. It's just so obviously wrong. Like that's why I always think when I see this, I actually think that there's some man in the, in the head going, "Hey, let's put this uh, this person there because she's really bad at her job. Let's make her the 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 uh, the ref or the judge for this big fight because you know she's gonna blow it. It's like yeah, I feel like that something. There's gotta be something like that going on. Oh, because- yeah, I just feel like it's some type of corruption, and we'll never right. get to the bottom of it. But obviously, she's corrupt. Um, right. let me talk about something else that people are getting very up in arms about. Oh, that I don't understand. We started to get into it in the after show yesterday. Um, you guys been keeping up with this whole Mister C? thing the dj dude from new no. york apparently, I, I heard about it i hear the thing again i, yeah, I, I heard about yeah. it apparently he likes to pick up transsexuals uh transgender or cross-dressing men whichever way you want to define that stuff um right. not really sure what his things are whatever they are they are dudes that are dressed as women and he likes to have sexual encounters with them he's been caught a few times by the police he was latest uh outed by a dude who went on youtube and told the world like yes i cross-dressed and uh i I recorded myself uh audio recording to me mr c picking me up so you got first of all can i just say uh transgender or not uh you are a piece of shit for doing that Mm -hmm. yeah she is or he she whatever it is um, you you are a piece of shit shit. i I don't even give him a gender you know that's a piece of shit move regardless yeah Mm -hmm. and um you know that I, me personally, I feel like this is what happens. Your dick's not your friend. Uh, it's a, oh yeah, you're trusting a prostitute, and you're famous. So that that's that's what happens. Like, I think yeah. that's about solves that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, you're famous for Case not supposed, Mikey. You're famous for not <laughs> supposed to have your ass down there, and oh. <laughs> the, the prostitute is like, I uh, thought he was gonna get away. Yeah, prostitute <laughs> is like, how can I sell this to TMZ? So. Um, yeah, he got sold out or whatever. And the thing that I, I realized the other day that, you know, how you had that like sense in the back of your head where you're like, something about this bothers me, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So that was going on for a while. Throughout this whole thing, I've kind of been bothered by it and it hasn't, and I don't know why. Um, and I realized what it is. I think it's fucked up that his coworkers, fans, friends 
are all yelling at this man to come out the closet like yeah yeah like it's weird to me like it's his fucking business if i don't give a fuck if it's illegal i don't give a fuck if it makes the station look bad y'all could y'all are welcome to fire him they are if that's what you feel but it's just like yelling at this dude like it's an intervention like just come out the closet that wouldn't fix the issue the Mm -hmm. issue is he likes illegal sex it's not even about being gay or straight nope it's not even like well if you came out the closet you will be okay he seems to like the idea of picking up a prostitute and possibly mm-hmm. getting caught and yeah like that is the shit to me like i don't even see it as That's, the same because mm-mm. there's a ton of gay people that don't need that don't go hit pick up prostitutes that's right so it's not even on some like well you come out the closet right. then you won't go pick up gay prostitutes isn't dude married too so it's yeah like, it's like even so if it, if it wasn't a gay prostitute if it was just a regular prostitute, would it still be the same Craigslist or some shit? Right. It, 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 it'd be the it'd be the same problem here. Yeah. Is that he's picking up prostitutes. Women. Yeah. He's it's illegal. Right. It's illegal. Yeah. Straight or gay. Yeah. The law I, says no. For the record, I don't know if he's married or not. I don't care. It's illegal. That's the only problem. Is he's illegal and he keeps getting caught. Now you can do illegal shit. You just can't get caught. Now I think we all recognize that. I'm not some type of prick about it. It's mm-hmm. eat, like there's probably a ton of people that do a bunch of crazy ass shit on the side, but they've never been caught. So who gives a fuck? You have a propensity to getting your ass caught in bad situations with male prostitutes. I'm sorry, dude, but it ain't even about coming out the closet. It's just about the fact that this shit is embarrassing to you and right. you're at your job and all this. But people keep yelling at him because he's like, look, I'm not gay. And people are like, uh, nah, dog, you gay. And they're like, well, he finally admitted that, you know, he likes to have sex with men or some shit. I was like, yeah, but he won't say that he's gay, right? And it's like, yeah, he needs to come out the closet. Does he? You, you, you can't put two and two together. He's something. I don't yeah. care what, whatever word you want to call, call it. it but he's something. He's into that. Just leave it at that. He doesn't need to come out the closet. It's not like he made a living off of outing people's sexuality. Yeah, he doesn't he, need a label. I mean, yeah. he does need an answer for the fact that, you know, hey, he's constantly in, put, putting himself in those kind of situations. Right. It's a crime. So why don't y'all just... It's funny because all the people that claim to care about him aren't approaching it on some like, dude, you got to stop doing a criminal activity. Anything can happen out there. You could get robbed. Uh-huh. You could get killed. Yep. You you know, in, in addition to cops, not to mention you about to lose your fucking job. Yep. Instead of that, they turned it into, if he would just come out the closet, it's like, man, y'all always... That was all the problem. Yeah, the ownership that y'all have over someone's sexual orientation is fucking sickening. It's like... Yes, it is. It's pervasive, man. It's his life. If he wanted to get his dick sucked by a dude, no one should give a fuck. Ain't that the truth? He's Period. not fucking and, you. And, and truth, it doesn't matter. Like this is what always happens when these celebrities get caught with something like this. It's like, well, it was a tranny. It was a this. It was like, no. Here, here's the issue: is uh, they were picking up prostitutes. Yeah. Like that is not legal, and that is what the issue is. And if he was just, you know, not picking up prostitutes, you know, like just meeting, like. It'd be it'd be okay. It's, al- it's almost like, like it's almost like people are mad at him for not giving them the opportunity to prove that they're not homophobic. Right? Like, no. Yeah. If you just came out the closet, I would still be your friend. I'm going to prove it. Look, man, I'm not really in the closet. I don't consider myself gay. You need to consider yourself gay, so I can say I have a gay friend. Do it. I'm your friend. That actually, like, you know, that actually sounds really plausible. It feels like it when I listen to him because I'm like, why are you so mad? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you know, I mean, you know, what, obviously every, so everybody, mad? everybody's business is their business, but like, if someone came on our show and was like, uh, hey man, you've been getting, uh, busted for getting your dick sucked by dudes a lot lately. And then they were like, yeah, well, I'm not gay. I'd be like, all right, cool. Next topic. Cause I don't give a fuck. Nope. Like, it's not like, I wouldn't be like, no, no, listen, you need to say you're gay so you can understand. I will still be here for you, my man. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, man, but I, I don't consider myself gay, but you getting your dick sucked by dudes. So I'm going to need you to admit that right now. Well, yeah, I, I don't want to admit that national on the national air. Um, and I actually just feel comfortable, uh, not having a label. Yeah, uh, I'm going to need you to admit it so people can see how cool I am. Like fuck can you, I, man. Can I, can I also can I also admit that? Um, here's the thing. Uh, I I am never like whatever you, you do on your own personal time is is your thing. Yeah. But I don't feel comfortable enough. Maybe I'm just not progressive enough. Talking about another dude, talking another dude's dick enough for right. me to ever really care enough right. to talk about. It. Like that's why I don't. When these things come up, I'm just like, oh, okay, and I move the fuck on because like I don't want to envision. my timeline my timeline turned into the most like uh hazardous um hap just haphazard like uh quasi theoretical conversation on male sexuality um on the day that he was on the radio talking about it uh, it was just a ton of people throwing theories out and stuff, and I was like, "So I guess y'all care now. That's cool." Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't care about another dude like another dude's dick. Uh, it's just not my thing. Yeah, y'all so. won't like. It's funny because, uh, and I think Dragonfly Jones said this when he was like, "It's funny how the same people that call call motherfuckers faggot and no homo, pause, and all this shit are today talking about some like if he would just come out the closet." Come on he's now. like y'all the reason there's a closet like yes it's that type of shit like now everybody want to act like i can be a sensitive thug too it's like y'all have called people faggots and shit on the air but now <laughs> because it's a dude you know you want to convince him that you're caring i just don't buy you're a considerate person right, right, and right. more importantly yeah. more importantly the only people i know that really owe it to us to come out the closet and i will stand behind this i know you're gonna say too Nave and Max need to come the fuck out the closet. Fuck yeah, man. I'm this last excited. episode, <laughs> this last episode was the final straw. They outed a girl's sexuality without her wanting people to know. Bruh, like, like, I couldn't believe how, like, it's things like that. How did it, wait, where I they did out. what, dude? Yes. Yeah, like, so, I don't know if you watch Catfish, Kev, I, but. I don't watch Catfish at all. Okay, the, the key to Catfish is there's always a person that yeah, has I mean, a secret. I, I've, seen it, I've seen a few. Okay, episodes. all right. Well, so this last episode, this chick was like homeless and shit, and she was like, yeah, I've been talking to this girl. I want to meet her. Our only problem is we only live 70 blocks away from each other, but she won't meet me because she's in the closet. And, she won't, you know, she won't come out and to her family and shit. So that's why we can't get you together. And, and before you go any further, yeah, right there, that should have ended the show. Yeah. Like they should have read that and be like, "Well, we can't do this episode." Just want to throw that out there, right there. Yeah, there's about yeah. twenty parts of this show where they should have ended it. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have never seen this. Um, but then they're like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll see what's going on." They're looking for information. They figure out basically what's funny is through all the catfish information, they basically figure out she is who she says she is. 
Like, yeah, she looked exactly like a picture. Not just that, but every person they called to, you know how they call your friends on Facebook? Everyone confirmed it was her, and every person told them she has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Then they uh, get her sister on the phone. They're like, well, uh, you know, she we need to contact her. And she, they're like, she's like, no, um, you know, she's living under my house. She don't got a job. So, you know, that's one thing she lied about. And uh, they were like, okay, that's cool. But um, has she ever said anything about, uh, you know, dating a woman or whatever? And she's like, no. And our family wouldn't be cool with that either. Which, to me, should end the episode, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, this guy actually going to have real life repercussions for this person, possibly. Yep. Um, But they decide to tell her, like, well, she's been dating this girl online for X amount of time, and she got gifts and shit. So we want her information. Um, So the girl finally calls them back, you know, or answers the phone when they call or whatever. And she's like, yo, y'all been fucking running around telling my family I'm gay, basically? And they're like, yeah, you need to come out here and talk to this girl and meet her and don't be selfish. And it's like, oh, duh, that that's fucked up. Exactly. You don't do what, that. Was she even a part of the show at that time? No. Like, this, no, see, no, yeah. that, that's some bullshit, dog. So, crazy thing about it is when she came out and she's talking and she was being so rude to this girl, I could see right through the front. Right. I could see right through. I was like, oh, no, no, no. She really did like this girl. She looked like, like she needed to do that for other people right because it was so over the top where mm-hmm. you were just like she needed to out the other girl no what well, i'm sorry the girl who was uh that they were that was in the closet when uh-huh. she when she came out and they had the you know quote quote unquote confrontation she acted so cold towards the girl that they clearly had been having a relationship for a couple years at this point she acted so over the top rude mean and nasty that you just were like nah and nah. for, for a minute there, I thought that maybe this was like the last episode before this where the white dude came out and trolled that dude. That was hilarious. Right. I thought it might be that. Here's what changed it for me. End of the episode, when they came back, one, she gave her the phone back that she gave her. Yeah. And two, when they said that she had been trying to contact her to further apologize, I was like, see, right there tells me she really was in the closet and you guys almost ruined this chick's life. Fuck you guys. Like that to me, it, it. That right there is, is, is so why I realized that wow. catfish is kind of reckless. Yeah. But not in a good way. I didn't like, know. Like, I didn't realize they were that fucking reckless. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought, I always thought that like kind of like honestly what was funny is this episode is the one that proved to me that it's not fake like I thought it was. Cause I was a hundred, I was convinced that it was fake. Cause I was like, staged. Yeah, I was like, oh, they just set it up so it looks a certain way. Obviously, Mm -hmm. a bunch of behind the scenes research is done. They get a bunch of waivers and then they do this shit. But when you see the investigation and the results in this one, you're like, you know what? Nobody could have cleared this. They haphazardly do investigations. It's like it took this season before they did a Google image. It's like, what kind of fucking investigators are you guys? (laughs) Yeah, you got people that that you could probably pay to find this information quicker. Yeah, it was just anyway, man. Yeah, they, yeah. So they owe it to us to come out of the closet because oh, yeah. uh, I feel like now is valid to say you guys uh, need to go ahead and you know out yourselves if y'all so brave to put her out there on these streets. I don't see either one of y'all with no women's in these pictures. What's I going know. on, fellas? Yeah, everybody was like, "Well, Neve, oh, Neve has a girlfriend." I was like, "Oh, and this chick had a boyfriend." So right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. More gay issues for the people that saw MTV uh, Awards. Or was it BET Awards? Whichever it was. One of them. ASAP Rocky went out there with Jason Collins mm-hmm. uh, before they introduced Macklemore. 
that was mtv and they were talking about um they were talking they were introducing the song about gay rights and um asap had a crazy ass look on his face and i remember i brought it up when we did our recap he he has apologized to jason collins for, <laughs> for having homophobic looks during the show during his, homophobic looks. yeah he said i'm i'm mad that my facial expressions was like that because i'm not homophobic at all you are the dude. <laughs> yeah. By the way, no, no. anybody that says I'm not homophobic at all is at least a little bit homophobic. Because here's the you thing, have man. To say that. Your, yeah. your face is going to betray you, dog. Yeah. Your your body language usually says what you won't let your mouth say. Yep. Even if you're not trying to say it. Yeah. And dude, sometimes you just gotta accept it. Is that accepted? It's that at all that kills it? Cause all you really gotta say is I'm not homophobic, but at all, I don't believe anybody at all. If you say I'm not, I'm not racist at all, I start looking at you suspect like at all, ever, there's no situation at ever. All. You never Nothing. stereotype nobody, just ever, ever. You don't even see color, I guess. So you one of those folks, so. Right. He said that whole thing just came off as real homophobic. I didn't really notice it until I got home and saw it. I apologize to Jason for that because people was laughing and shit and you know, really don't think, I really don't think that's funny. I saw they were making all the memes and pictures and making fun of him. There's pictures out there that think I was doing it to be funny and truthfully, I got gay people in my family. I don't give a fuck if you gay or not. I just found it odd that MTV wanted me, wanted to stand me next to this nigga when they were talking about gay people. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Wait, oh, did he say that? No, I that's he said that. He said that. He did not, man. Dude, on. he said that. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Where's his PR person? How do you un how do you undo the first ten sentences of that? Yeah, I know his PR person. Oh, the first apology, I was like, well, okay, you know, I can go with this. Okay, though, I got friends in my family. Okay, whatever. And then it was like, standing next to this. Oh, wait a minute, dude. And like, this is why, this is. Joy, dog. Just like, fuck you in San Diego. And this is why PR people write statements. Th- yeah, yeah, I bet. Like, I-, I know people hate it. And they go, I hate when you give an apology where you have to read it. Mm-mm. This is why you have to read a statement your PR person wrote because dumb motherfuckers who said dumb shit that they have to apologize for will probably say more dumb shit if they are forced to apologize because they're yes. dumb. Yes, I, I think they. I think his PR people did write the statement and they wrote those two oh. Yeah. Oh, and he added, added that last piece. In you know, what? I, I I think that's what happened. I I think he wanted to go off the cuff. Nah, dog, no off the cuff with this. Yeah, just read the state, release a press release, and say I no comment when asked about it. Say I released the press release. Right. When you're when you're famous, you can't go. Oh, when you're making a a public statement you can't go off the reservation man yeah. you gotta stay on that bitch you gotta live on that joint <laughs> ah! get comfortable stay on the reservation yep. never go into the dark side of trying to ad lib and add things in. never go and one more thing that's never good yeah um <laughs> the, the president of the united states can do and one more thing like obama is the only person i've ever seen go off script and do okay right you know, everybody else? Nah, man. Yeah. Um, no. JC Penney's, JC Penney has a uh, back to school ad that some people are saying promotes bullying. Okay. Um, I saw the ad and basically what it says is, Hey, if you want to be cool, buy JC Penney clothes, kids. And at the end of the ad, there's the one kid that didn't go JC Penney's and he's just eating by himself in the cafeteria and everybody leaves. 
<laughs> so parents have decided that that means it's promoting bullying uh because instead of promote, you, you it's know. saying if you don't wait jc penny on the first day of school no, it just means his parents are poor mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly which i don't see anything wrong with you know um but yeah i watched this whole uh this thing this whole like commercial or whatever it's only like my bad my 30 bad. seconds or whatever no nah, it's cool i watched this whole commercial and um yeah i just was looking at it like and like honestly parents don't have shit to do apparently you know i was just in target buying a video game diablo 3 at like 11 o'clock at night <laughs> and i heard a mom in there looking for a video game and the guy was like um what kind of games do you want me want are you into she was like i don't know something with like shooting and stuff and the dude was oh, like Lord. uh this kid was uh i'm not joking eight maybe and she was like well i, I don't care if it's mature either he plays all of them call of duty um battlefield so he's got you know just recommend another one like that because he likes to shoot stuff and i was like yeah uh y'all are the problem yeah you you think you're a little angel special and he's not it's a fucking retard (laughs) i I used to remember i used to get into twitter arguments about this shit because people used to get mad at me i was like yo stop blaming teachers for the shit like it's on the parents and people like well you know the teachers see the kids eight hours a day they see the kid well i'm like listen Mm -hmm. I blame parents in general because they're your fucking kids. And they all think their kids are fucking precious snowflakes that are all special and smart. Yeah. When most of these motherfuckers are horrors. They are terrible. And especially when they're not around you. And half the time when they are around you. And you all think that yours. No, my son is the one that can handle Call of Duty. Okay, then. Well, fuck me. Well, dude, every time I say something like, man, my kid will never have a smartphone. Well, my kid has an iPhone. And well, they're just better. No, your kid is not better. Because you know what? I used to be a kid. You used to be a kid. Yes. You know goddamn, well, my kid knows better than the sex and stuff like that. Really? Really? Yeah. Do you know what I would have done? I was a right. good kid in high school. You know what I would have done if I had a goddamn smartphone? Man. And naked pictures and get naked pictures on my phone? Yeah. Holy fucking shit. I'd have been all about that. I'd have been about that porn and everything. We, uh, we already know the kids when we were growing up that were a little too grown. Like, we already know, though. We all remember those kids. They were like wait your parents let you do that shit and it's like yeah why not and you're like yeah you're gonna be fucked up and i was a kid thinking this so it's but it's just funny though because on the one hand you have that type of like hands-off parenting but then it doesn't take shit to send a tweet or email to fucking jc penny and be like you guys are gonna the reason kids are getting bullied at school yeah okay it couldn't be that you're sending your bully ass kids to fucking school uh let you know not or it couldn't be the fact that you know uh there's there's not enough oversight of parental involvement no no it's got to be jc penny clothes and and the thing to me is this parents are fucking lazy it's easier to go and fight against a corporation than to look at yourself and cut your fuck ass parenting skills yeah i wish some motherfucker would come home talking about some i got bullied why i wasn't wearing jc penny nigga (laughs) if you don't get the whole fuck out my face and, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm not saying, cause I think every time I say something about like this, getting crazy smartphones, Xbox and all that, people are like, well, I, my kid, get... I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not saying that you have a kid and you can't make the decision of whether your kid can hand, mature enough to handle or not either. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, don't treat me like a moron. Don't act like a moron and pretend like you don't know your kid is going to do some fucked up shit with that thing. Right. Like, don't sit there and act like your kid isn't isn't texting or or doing something or doing something wrong 
with that folk. Because they're going to because they're fucking kids. I was a good kid in school. I still did fucked up shit. Yes, I, I did. Get away with it, all right? It is what it is. As a, as, as a kid, that's what you fucking do. You are going to do something. You're going to push the limits. That is what kids do. They test you, and if they can get around a rule, they're going to get around a fucking rule. Right. Like, I, just, I just hate how they do that. Like, but, you know, know like, like, for me, it's the exceptionalism of, well, it's yeah. my kid. Because exactly. the world is full of people who just think that about their kid, man. Where I'm like... Y'all don't understand, like, what, cause here's a good example. If you talk to a parent and be like, yo, these kids now are getting on Facebook way too early, and a lot of parents aren't really paying attention to what their kids are doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, you know, because human nature, you just get used to them being on the shit, and you don't go check behind them and see every post and look at their uh, messages. Exactly. Cause you're, you're a human being and you have other shit to do. Um, but then, it's, then if you go, they'll go like, yeah, you're right. A lot of these parents, you know, when I look at these other people's kids, man, it's terrible. Uh, they're not, they're not in, in their child's life enough. You're like, oh, cool. Well, you understand. Yeah. Uh, so is your kid on Facebook? Of course he's on Facebook. I mean, I check. Like, How often? like, yeah, uh, are they on Facebook right now? I mean, uh, they got a phone. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Right. Like, everybody's kid is special and you add that shit up together, you end up, with a whole bunch of entitled little motherfuckers, and then you got mm-hmm. these parents up here writing letters to J.C. Penny or the Today Show, rather than you know, I don't know, Being checking a the fucking Facebook account. Well, here's the crazy thing about it. So your kids on Facebook, your kid has has a smartphone thing like that. You're like, well, I'm friends with them on Facebook. I know all their friends. Uh, you know, your kid probably smart enough to create another Facebook page, right? Right. Hello. Like yeah. your kid obvious. probably knows the internet better than you. Like, yeah, shit, my you know? own mom didn't even know how to like block people from seeing certain things she posted. It, posting right. everything. Your and, kid, like, probably, she, she didn't even know that. Yeah, your kid probably has you and a family group. That's right. And can't see everything on their goddamn wall. Every day they wake up and be like, "Oh, another case of the Mondays." Right. And then, post. then the next one is like, "Titties, titties, titties! Everybody, come get them!" Right, and you can't see that post. Ah. They put in a goddamn family group, and right. you don't even fucking know because you're filtered the fuck out. Right. It's like, Let's stop. Like that's the thing that just bothers me the most about this is that people want to act like their kid won't do this shit, knowing that they want would do it themselves. Yeah. And like your kid is not special. Uh, I'm no. sorry I hate to tell you this, but your kid isn't fucking special. They're At only all. special to you because they're your goddamn kid. That's so, right. Like I went to the movies on um, Friday. My mistake. All right. I completely <laughs> forgot that parents drop their kids off on Friday nights. At the mall, mm-hmm. and roam around like so they can go fuck, right? Of course. And, and, by which I mean both groups, the parents right. and the and kids. kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, parents so at went, home, kids at the mall. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was in the theater. I went to go see a Cindy's Chapter Two. Uh, didn't end up not seeing it because sat in there. When I tell you that 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 theater was almost completely filled with teenagers, I mean, understand. AMC at Columbia. And that place is horrible for that. Parents drop their kids off at the, the mall in Columbia. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Well, cause they, that's in like a nice, safe, white area. So it's like, yeah, we can drop our kids off. They'll be safe. So they yeah. drop their kids. And when I tell you that there are were packs of teenagers, I mean packs of teenagers. We're sitting in the theater, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot this movie was R, wasn't, wasn't R-rated. It's PG-13. Waves and waves of teenagers coming in. And I'm just like, it's, it's dark outside. It's, it's like 30, 9 o'clock. Where are your parents? Why are they letting you just roam around out here? Because everybody thinks, well, not my kids. Right. Who's these? Right. Whose kids are these? 
because I see them and they're plotting like shit. So right. it's somebody's good kid out here doing some of this shit. It's like you don't know what your kid is doing. You just like I, I remember. I remember a long time ago we were coming from uh, our the- uh, movie theater and we went to like a movie at like that got out at like maybe midnight, one in the morning or so. Uh-huh. And we took like the there's like a little path behind some stores that goes straight out to the street and it's a it's a faster shoot than waiting for everybody to go through all the stop signs and all the shit in the parking lot so we go back through there man why do we see it was like two young black dudes and two of the whitest white girls Mm -hmm. and i mean culturally white like whitest white girls just hanging out in the woods in the dark yeah, one dude was to watch out while the other one's back there fucking. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, the, you're angels. Like, everybody oh. think they kids are special and different, but it's like, uh, you might should be monitoring your kids, dog. Like, kids, <laughs> kids are evil as fuck, and they get up to whatever they want to. I know because I was one. Right, I was like, I, people are like, well, no, my kids are good kids. I was a good kid, all right? I had the 4.0s and all that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I lost my virginity. The night I lost my virginity was because I told my parents, my parents finally let me get out the house with my friends and my girlfriend to go to the movie. Man, her friends and our friends went to the movie, watched the movie as we fucked, so that, and then when we got back together, they told me how the movie ended, so when I went home, I could tell my parents what happened to the goddamn movie. It's like, that's what kids do, man. Cause exactly. we, like, you get away with that shit. Does she have eyebrows, Chris? No, she does not have eyebrows. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what? Shit, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was no eyebrows. It was, um. It's all good, brother. I, I, I just yeah. had to bring that up. I, no I eyebrows just make some aerodynamic. No, no, it no, she can run faster. She can run faster than the chicken. No, yeah. lost her, 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 her head can bob faster. On, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what if, like, ah! what, if, what if she went swimming? Less, right. less weave means she's aerodynamic when she's sucking mm-hmm. dick. Yeah, actually, no, she couldn't swim. Cause that's my thing. I, oh. I can't, I can't date women who, who don't swim. I, I figured this out about myself. Women who can't swim that I date are fucking crazy as shit. So mm. if you can't swim, ah! you can't. That's one of my rules, my unspoken rules. Like if I find out she can't swim, yeah, we can't we can't it's not gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to ask uh I'm gonna have to ask Girl Davis on Twitter about that because she said she's crushing on you hard. Yeah, she and did. She was looking forward to this show, so she was. I'm gonna have to ask her can she, she, she likes swim? your voice. Ask, ask her if she can swim and yeah. then um if might she can be. swim, then uh give her my Skype name. Yeah, might be a deal breaker <laughs> if she can't swim. Um let's talk about why I'm for the death penalty. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, like this already. I'm here. Like, I'm I here. feel like, uh, like I earlier how I was saying, like, we need people, um, like ratchet lawyer and stuff that believe in changing the system and all that stuff. Cause I, I think it should be changed. Um, I feel like we kind of need people like me and Chris and some of the other people that, uh, are with the kill motherfuckers, um, <laughs> doctrine. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, there's this one article I read where this guy who, invaded this home with Dude, his partner. I know the story you're going to talk about. I was going to talk about this on my show. Continue on. I'm sorry. Yeah. They killed we're, we're... a whole family, burned down the house. Uh, I think they raped the daughter and the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the daughters, the one, the one they raped was like 11 or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then he proceeded to write, like to do this interview. Like he was, he was a victim. Like shit just get, went crazy. Just went crazy. He's, he says, um, one of, one of the fiends who killed Connecticut doctor's wife and two daughters in a horrific home invasion insists that it was only a couple of minutes that he and his murderous cohort weren't nice. Mm. 
in a pathetic interview yeah i like this editorializing mm-hmm. right uh, from the north correction institute in summers connecticut where he's on death row twisted killer stephen hayes 50 admits that he was the one who bought the gasoline that was doused on the terrified michaela pettit 11 and her older sister Haley, 17 as they lay tied to their beds wow, mm-hmm, in their Chelsea, connecticut home um in 2007 uh their mother jennifer hawk pettit was 48 was downstairs raped and strangled by hayes mm-hmm, yep um keep in mind this is the dude who's saying that you know he's about to remember that he's the guy who did this and then he's going a really nice guy to him yeah. a couple minutes before we did all this their father dr william pettit had been viciously beaten by hayes accomplice um joshua and I, just a long ass last name commit come sarjevsky come fuck this nigga yo yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah come get him 30 <laughs> 33 with a baseball bat and tied up in the basement uh we had both started thinking about how we left fiber evidence at the house uh the gasoline wasn't really to burn the house my thought was just the presence of gas would bring in a, a hazmat team in we just added the light in the match for for fun you know that doesn't even make sense well, why would a hazmat team? Why would that help at all? Yeah, why, why would why, why would that why would the hazmat team smell gasoline and then how would that get rid of the fiber evidence? You fucking asshole! Right, animal. Clearly, this dude was going to burn these people. Man, this is yeah. Mm-hmm. That this is the kind of shit that's just fucking terrifying, man. Yeah, that somebody out here could live like this. Um, he blamed the other dude for lighting the match. Remember, he bought the gasoline. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me, and the girls were burned alive. Their dad barely escaped. Except for those couple of minutes when he and Komar Sajewski murdered the innocent trio. We were nice to everyone, he says. I was trying to keep people calm. I get them water. I let them go to the bathroom. To this day, I don't know why it happened. I just wanted money. That's all I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of minutes, but you had time. Today he was taking restroom breaks. So they did a HBO documentary about these dudes, and he watched it. And he said, I was pretty distressed seeing it. It's tough knowing I was involved in something like that. But he was most upset about what his family said about him. What was even tougher was my two brothers to accuse me of physically abusing them when they were younger. They tried to paint me as worse than I am. It goes you back. You burned people alive in a house after raping and beating them with baseball bats. Strangers. Strangers. Right. right. It doesn't really get much worse than that, dude. You're, you're already pretty 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 shitty it goes back to our childhood i was the oldest then matthew came along my father wanted a girl my parents almost split up when they got back together my father took it out on matthew when brian was born my father left for good i always had unresolved anger with my father for leaving oh well, yeah let's talk let's do talk about your problems you know but everybody can be rehabilitated uh <laughs> he said i had to get a new car i didn't have enough money to get mine fixed so that's what made him decide to break in these people's house you know um then he said he took the mother to get him some money from the atm came back the dude told me sexually assaulted the 11 year old girl he said i started to lose it then i look out the window and saw an unmarked police car and i just snapped there's still no evidence that there's an unmarked police car there um uh, i wasn't thinking i don't know what i was thinking it was so unlike me i never done anything like that it took years before i could remember what happened in those last few minutes i was told it was rage and stress or something i just know that for a couple minutes i became somebody else i'll never forgive that um then here's my favorite part of the article he contacted the paper to draw attention to his claims against the prison which he says has denied him proper treatment for his anxiety issues 
among other things corrections officers deny the claim while hayes says he feels guilt shame and remorse for his crimes nobody's supposed to be treated the way they were treated here i was sentenced to death not psychological torment see and this is where why i am so torn on prison reform right because guys like this are animals and as far as i'm concerned actually they're worse than animals and they should be treated worse than animals and so yes you do sign up for psychological torment fuck you yeah like, also it feels like he's trying to game the system i want to talk to the newspaper about the treatment in here it's like well, uh aren't you like a rapist murderer yeah but i was them. nice to those people except for the rape and the murder why we got to bring up old shit I'm like uh dude ah! you need to fucking die and i don't really don't care how like i don't care if it's the worst case of physical torment i don't give a fuck if psychologically you're not all there anymore i don't care if your feelings are hurt and you cry every night in your cell you murdered and killed people it ha- you have to deal with it this this is where i think the issue with where people that are for prison reform lose people like me i want you to fight for people that can be reformed all right i want you to fight for the drug the the, the drug abusers the people that are in there for for petty crimes low crimes and things like that do not fight for these animals I'm sorry, but when you bring in these animals into your prison reform uh, debate, while you might be right technically, and, te- and I will say this, you are technically right, and I am wrong on this, I don't give a shit. This dude should die. He should have been taken out back after they found him guilty, taken out back, shot in the fucking head, and then buried in an unmarked grave. That is what should have happened for him. Like, I... Like, I, people are like, well, I think we should need to either get rid of or reform the death penalty. I am all for that. We should reform the death penalty. So it's only for people like this, and it shouldn't take 20 fucking years for them to get 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 put to death. Right. He should be taken out back immediately, because you know he fucking did it. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about it. We're not putting to death somebody who didn't do it or might have. No, no, we know he fucking did it. And you then you should, sure. they should be able to bury him in the back, I, and then other inmates with lesser crimes should be able to get like a couple of days off their sentence if they go out and piss on that grave every day. Oh, <laughs> like you piss, you piss on that grave every day. We knock an hour off your sentence for every time you take a piss there. Do, do it one better, right? You know, just set them on fire for execution. Mm-hmm. And then any prisoner who can put out the fire with piss gets out. Yeah, there you go. Right. You get out I mean, free. I, I, I'm actually for reforming the death penalty so that it's only for cases like this where you you know like I I watch a lot of the ID channels so yeah. I see a lot of these serial killers and a lot of these horrible horrible crimes that you find these people are, are arrested for you know they did it 100% there's no 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 doubt about their guilt but they're still in they're still in prison and the people that they have affected with their crime either family members or anything like that are still waiting for justice because this person can sit there and go through the appeals process and stay alive for the rest of you know yeah. for years I'm like fuck that. Take them out back. And you know what? Let's, let's take away this humanity. Uh, well, it's not humane. Fuck that. Make it the most painful guy. Bring back the goddamn shooting squad. Right. Firing squad. Bring back hanging them. You know, because. I mean, because honestly, here's what's funny is people are like, well, the death penalty is a punitive crime, obviously. You're not bringing anybody's life back and all that shit. Now I'm like, I agree. Right. But I want to feel better. Right. I don't, like, at this point, I don't care about them. Like, I, I know it's fucked up. I want it makes me feel better to know this motherfucker's not in the world anymore. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's the only reason I want to see it happen. Yeah, it's not to me about limiting other violent crimes. It's not about you know 
punishing them. No, it's because your DNA is corrupted, and I don't want it going any fucking further. I don't right. believe you should ever be allowed to be on Earth anymore, and it makes me feel better knowing that creatures like you are put down like you would have. Like, when a dog is rabid and goes out there and bites somebody, yeah. even, if the, even if the dog is, like, they'll, they'll fight to try to put a dog down, even if the dog is, is correct in doing the biting. You know? Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk, let's, let me just add this. Let's talk about, cause you make a good analogy. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about why I'm for the death penalty. Uh, therapist is miss, what that was missing was, uh, found dead. Now, you know, why was she, why was she found dead? Why was she missing? Uh, Adeline Morell, 34 year old therapist who went missing with a convicted rapist on Thursday has been discovered in Geneva, according to media reports citing police sources. Morell's body was found in the woods in a bag on Thursday night. The discovery was made in the municipality of Versailles, northeast of the city of Geneva. Geneva. Um, police issued a call for help on Thursday after Morell went missing while accompanying Fabrice Anthematin, 39, who was serving his sentence at Geneva's Camp Dillon prison for rape. The pair failed to show up for an equestrian therapy session. Scheduled for late Thursday morning. Equestrian therapy session? Mm-hmm. She basically went to, she was his therapist. She was going to give him some, uh, some horse therapy, you know, teach him to be nice to animals and shit. She <sighs> was, he was released into her custody. No guards. What? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was later found dead because she wanted to, uh, let's see here. Uh, he was permitted to leave Geneva prison under Morel's escort for the purpose of reintegrating him into society. No. That's why, like I said, that's why it takes a little bit of both. You need people like the ratchet lawyer that's going to, you know, go out there and fight the good fight. And then you need people like us that are like, kill this motherfucker. Like, you know, lock him up forever. That then this lady would be alive. You know, like it's because to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm always kind of like. He was already convicted, right? Yep. Convicted rapist. Um, but she was <laughs> trying to reintegrate <laughs> yeah. him into society. Why would they let her do that? I, I see people talk about eugenics in the in the. I understand eugenics. I, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about. Yeah, we're gonna look at your genes. No, no. I'm talking about you have been convicted of rape and murder and a horrific crime, and we know you did it. Like there's no doubt that we know you did it. Like you come out and even said, yeah, I, I raped, murdered, and killed thirty people. We know you did it. Yeah, eugenic. You first of all, eugenics is like sterilization of right. undesirable not, people, which yeah. is not what you said. Um, like, like eugenics has been something that's happened in America before too, where they've taken like impoverished minorities and been like, uh, we will give you ten thousand dollars if you let us, uh, you know, sterilize you so that you right. can't reproduce. Shit. In North Carolina, they did it against the people. Yeah. They didn't even know the shit yeah. was getting done. Yeah, that's not what Chris said. Yeah, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about an individual person. We know, yeah, his bloodline needs to go and stop with him. Him. What I mean is him, all right? His DNA in him is fucked up, all right? Not his kids, not his other kids, him alone. You do not need to be on the earth any fucking more because of what you fucking did. That's what needs to stop, all right? I don't need to, I don't believe that, you know, his kids are going to be fucked up too because his parents, no, I don't believe any of that shit. Him, his DNA, his being of himself. Let's, right. let's, talk, let's talk about why I'm for the death penalty. Yeah, sorry. Um, this dad wanted to teach his daughter a lesson about wearing short shorts out. So he posted pictures of himself 
online where he went out and wore short shorts <laughs> uh, putting it in chat people want to see pictures of it and shit who wears short shorts yeah uh, his shirt said best dad ever and then he had these little last shorts on holy shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no uh let me just say this uh one he looks like uh spectacular like his legs <laughs> like this i don't know what his regiment for his legs are but good job buddy but i i still if people know this i'm one of the people that one of the few people that online that you'll find that says this i fucking hate this parenting for the crowd trend like i hate when people are like yeah i'm gonna post this on facebook teach my daughter a lesson what happened to parenting for you know your kid like parent for one dog i don't need to see this shit this didn't make my life any better but other than to laugh at you but but it is kind of like weird that parents are now at a stage where it's like and now to tweet your punishment like <laughs> fucking be a parent dude it's, everybody's gonna give him crops and shit just for being willing to embarrass himself but the only thing i see is a a, a man that clearly has no control over his daughter if that's what he thinks is gonna stop this she probably right, but I, what i don't understand is okay she's living under your roof right yeah right uh nigga how is she wearing uh short shorts under your roof right it's your like, roof I don't, I don't understand i don't get it like you failed as a parent and now you're bringing me into this with these little ass shorts dog it's funny and i will laugh but don't think that i'm going you're a good father no i'm laughing at the ineptitude and silliness of what you did i just never understood this i i, I don't understand this trend of like well you know what to do Right, like uh, my, my 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 daughter won't stop wearing short shorts, so I have to do this. It's like, well, why don't you just go in her closet and take all her short shorts and because... burn them shits in her face, bitch? I paid for these. Right, she, she's under like I, I saw this other day. Uh, somebody was talking about, well, uh, how do you feel about parents that make their kids eat vegetarian and vegan? And again, maybe I just don't understand <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just was raised wrong. But I was just like, well, if my parents were vegetarian and vegan. That's all they bought. So I guess I was vegetarian and vegan too. It's like, yeah. I, I, I get what people say about having, wanting to have their kid make choices and, yeah. and be their own. I, I totally. It's a, it's a fascinating story. theory. It's a fat, it is, you know, I love that it's a great concept and that is awesome. Also, I, like everything is theoretical in 2013. And that is cool. Until and that shit happens to you. I'm sure a few people are actually living this shit out and they're raising their kids like, you can pick from anything you want, one year old. Yeah, you're like, well, uh, or something like that, yo. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot, there's some people out there that are like, hey, no. you, you pick your gender, you pick what your diet is, you pick, I just can't relate because I can't even imagine that shit in my house. Like, no. My parents no. were not on some, I made chicken, but if you like the vegetarian dish, we can go out and no. You either eat chicken or nigga, you don't eat. Right. Like, well, you can put an extra plate of green beans there. Right. I wish I could, like, when I hear people like, go to bed, go to bed. Right. Well, apparently you want to go, you're going to have sleep for dinner. Yeah, and, and, and I hope you enjoy it. I made this and sleep. Never tasted good. Right. Yeah. At all. I made this, I made this and I made sleep. So what do you want? You want some chicken or some sleep? I, I, just, I just find it fascinating. Like, and I get that, like, people are like, you know, like somebody's in the chat room, you know, um, uh, sometimes teens borrow clothes from other kids. And I was like, again, I find that fascinating because as a, as a kid, like, that was never an option for me because I was like, if my parents found out that I did that, right. Like, 
you know it's just i like, got I, like my house was i was a good kid so i earned all my privileges right to where like it was a big deal the first time i could be like mom the eight o'clock movie was sold out is it okay if we go to the ten thirty movie but i won't be able to get back at 12 probably won't be able to get back to like 12 45 mm-hmm. like okay that was a big deal the first time that happened Yo, and you, and i can't you, imagine you me say, say that again, i'm sorry you had, to, you had to earn that right but i can't imagine me talking about some mom i want to wear blankety blank that you won't let me wear she's like nigga i'll pay for that no but- i probably won't have a tooth after that right uh. it's no fucking d- debate there's not a debate about like hey mom i'm going to take your car like oh oh you are well you might want to drive it straight to the police station because i'm reporting it stolen like the rule of clothes and and like i didn't get to really pick out my own clothes until probably about like i guess freshman year in high school before then i remember that if i if my mom if i said i wanted to wear something and i started like a, a, a certain fashion thing and my mom said okay i realize now looking back that she was telling me okay just so she would take embarrassing pictures of me wearing that shit. Yeah. Because I remember when I wanted hammer pants. And she was just like, are you sure you really want hammer I was like, yes. Okay, cool. I'll get you some hammer pants. Yep. Worse is never. I remember when I wanted to go to school ah! and wear my pants backwards like crisscross. Me too. My, my, my mom let me do it. And I was like, wow. She let me do it. Why? Because I had so much struggle trying to go to the bathroom that day. I never did it again. Right. So it's like, that's what my mom did to me, yo. It's right. like. No, man. Yeah, you can look stupid if you want to, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. With, with girls, it's a whole different set of problems, though. Karen, what were you going to say? Yeah, that. And I remember me and Roger, I forgot what we went to go see, but we left the movie theater and it was like this uh, white lady and her two daughters. And her daughters were actually bigger and taller than she was. And I forgot the mama said something to the girl and the girl turned around and told the mama that she didn't like her tone. Yeah. yeah. And and Karen and I looked at each other like like the the scene in the color purple and the juke joint. <laughs> yes, I looked at him like I think we need to move away from whatever's happening over here because I ain't trying to get hurt. I expected that woman to kamehameha right into her daughter's chest and see her flying across the parking lot, and she just took that disrespect and kept walking. And I was like, yeah, that that's special. That see, this is this is why when I opened when I finally decided to hopefully in a few you know maybe I could. 10 years from now over to my own MMA gym. One of the, the one of the uh, classes I'm going to set, it can be set aside, especially for parents in that situation <laughs> to train you how to, cause kids are getting bigger than their parents now. Yes. And so I do understand that, you know, you might be the undersized fighter in the situation, right? but you still got to establish yourself. Like, like Mayweather did against Cano. You still got to establish yourself as a dominating person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to have a set class. For parents on how like, I know we don't we don't talk about this shit in 2013, but it's gonna be a set class on how to whoop your kid's ass. I just want to see I want to see your skits because you know how in like self defense class they always have the like <laughs> you know right. get your hand off of me and then like kick him in the balls or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to see the skits in your ha- in your class yeah. where it's gonna yeah. be like no you can't take the car I'm taking it anyway bitch. All right <laughs> now what you want to do <laughs> you want to get right. behind him. You act like a bitch and say, well, I'll just call your father or I'll be really mad. Right. And then Chris comes over. Stop. No. What did you do wrong? What did you do wrong? <laughs> right. Right. I said so I was going to call his father. Right. His father isn't here now. So how are you going to keep him from getting in that car? Start over. Remember, remember, they might be six inches taller than you. 
But that also means their throat is at your head level. Yeah. So, <laughs> you can just headbutt them in the throat yeah. and, you know, everything's fine. You know? Right. Like, I'm just sorry. But, like, you know, it's one of the things that now on Twitter, and you see, I see this, this talk about thing when people talk about, like, I wouldn't do that with my kid. I don't understand making your kids fear you. You know, that's the big thing now is. Yeah. Why would your kids want to fear you? I'll explain why. I was a good kid. I, I you know, I got, I earned my freedom of everything like that. But even as a good kid, every now and then I would test my mom. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was in high school and I, she was making me mad, you know, doing, I was doing typical teen stuff and I was just being like all passive aggressive, slamming car doors and all that. I slammed the car door. My mom looked at me and she was like, yeah, I know you're bigger than me, but don't think that I won't whoop your ass. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it was just the tone of her voice. I've never heard my mom talk to me like that before. Then I was just like, I might be able to take her. But I really don't want to find out. And I just apologize and went on about myself. I still but believe. I still believe fear of my parents yeah. sa- has saved my life more than once. Yeah, yeah. I still believe. Like there's shit that I would have went and done with my peers because they were all going to do it. But a lot of them niggas didn't get whoopers or their parents weren't around or didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And the back of my mind was like, yeah, nigga, but you might get killed for this shit. Mm-hmm. If your mom finds out, so maybe you find a way to sit your ass down and stay here. Cause I, you know, there's been time, I remember there was a time I was at a basketball court and somebody brought a gun and all the other kids were like, Oh, cool, a gun. And I looked at my brother and was like, Hey, man, don't we gotta, um, get back and cut that grass? <laughs> like, like, and we, and we ended up, and my brother was actually like, Why, man, we need to stay. Let's just play ball. I'm like, Nah, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to cut the grass right now. And then we get up the, we get up the hill and then I'm like, dude, that dude had a gun and our dad is not going to be cool with anything that happens there involving that gun. Someone gets shot. Someone gets like, uh, you know, even if somebody's playing around with it and something happens, we are going to be my, he's the first question he's going to ask is what the fuck were y'all doing there? And why didn't you leave? And that is, a whooping that saved my life like one uh, some other whooping down in the past that i didn't even relate to this right i think people (laughs) have misconstrued the fearing your parents thing because i think there is a certain level of fear that some parents do do yeah that is bad it it, it is it is it is negative it is bad i'm talking about the healthy fear the healthy fear your parents of the healthy fear of not like physical fear but what would my parents do or or like disappointment or well, how would they, they, they view me if I did what I'm about to do right now? That's the kind of fear I'm talking about. And I feel like every kid needs right. to have that fear. You cannot be the friend to your kid like that because your friends will egg you on to do things that you shouldn't do. I mean, that's what my friends do. I'm like about to do something stupid. They're like, hey, why not? I'll go with you. You know, it's right. like that's what friends do. A parent is supposed to be on some. Nah, man, you can't do that. And this is why. Right. Yeah. And it should be some stuff that you don't want to hear. It should be some stuff that makes you mad. It should be some stuff that, you know, you kind of are angry about. But that's what fucking parents are supposed to fucking do. It's like, it's, it's for your own fucking good. You yeah. know, it's, there's limits to that shit. There's limits to your freedom as a kid. It's how it should be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That and the thing is respect. And, and a lot of parents do not demand respect from their children. 
Um, and, and it's, to me, it's more about fear. It's the respect. It's like, you will respect me mm-hmm. because a lot of times people do not understand kids test their parents and they test the limitations of what they, and what their parents allow them to do. You set the boundaries for your kids. Your kids don't set the boundaries. Yeah. I think different kids are different. Yes, they are. I've met some kids where I'm like, yo, you're, you're pretty cool. And I'm, you know, some adults where you're like, you turned out pretty good. And it's like, yeah, my mom never had to lay a hand on me. My, my dad never said anything. And I'm like, oh, cool. You're one of those. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't. And the majority of kids I knew weren't, you know, and I do think child, uh, raising, like child raising, uh, ideas of psychology does develop over time. Yes. You know, I'm in the fucking 1930s. You take a brush with like a hard spike tip and beat the shit out of their kids. And you're like, and now we would all go, yeah, that, that was fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we'll look back and we'll be like, yo, you, you know, uh, hitting your kid for any reason was terrible. I just know it saved my life. I can't speak for, for everybody. everybody else, but I, I am under no uncertain circumstances. I know that shit kept yeah. me from doing some hood <laughs> shit with gangster niggas that, that I would have done if I didn't know about, uh, consequences of shit uh corporal consequences by the way and and the crazy thing about it is also when like when i say i got you know i got i got ass whoopings i mean there weren't that many you know yeah 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 at a young age and after just the just the daily cigarette burn thing we talked about it right 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 right. Ah! you know it's it's not an everyday thing people make it seem like it's a recurring thing normally when it happens it it was one of those yeah i find like every ass whooping i got i was like Nah, I deserve that shit. Like I remember yeah. the, the 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 last one I think I got. I was like maybe like six, and I was in the um Cub Scouts, and we were on like this day trip, and I was with my mom, and it was the first time I cussed in front of my mom, and it was just damn. I said the word damn, and I said mm-hmm. it twice. So I was like, bitten, I was over at a stream, and my cup got into the water. And, I mean, I had to stay on the cup, so I was like, damn. My mom, I looked up, and my mom was standing there. And she, she looked at me like, I was like, oh well, that's gonna suck. So then I bent down again, and it happened again, and again, it just came out, and I said, damn. She was like, wow, that's, that's your fault, Chris. Right. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> you brought that all on yourself. Right. You, right. You, you, right. Knew it caused, you knew it caused the curse word in the first, in the first instance, right. and then you, then you sat down and repeated such said action. Dude, I lived in fear that entire fucking day, because I knew it was coming, and I knew I had earned it, and I was so nice the rest of that fucking day. Yeah. Oh yeah, I used to try that. That that, that don't help. That ass whooping reprieve. Come. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried the ass whooping reprieve technique. It's funny. Me and Justin, when we went out to eat yesterday, we really sat down and talked about this, like growing up and like whoopings and shit. And we both had the because uh, my mom was like way more emotion- emotional than my dad. Like my dad was like he was well known for being like he'll psychologically torture you. Like right. oh somebody's gonna get a whooping tonight, you know shit like that. But my my mom would like get so angry, and unlike my dad, who would be like, "I'm not gonna hit you now because if I did, I'd kill you," she would just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit you till I don't feel mad no more." So, <laughs> so like people function like that, not healthy, but yeah. The only advantage, quote unquote, and it will turn out to be a disadvantage many times, is that she didn't want to be embarrassed. So, yeah. like, if you did something in a certain public setting, you got a reprieve for uh till when y'all were alone. You know what I mean? So like my, so my mom would be on some like, like say you act up in church and you're out of pension range, right? Like, like you're supposed to go give money to the collection plate or something, but you start, I don't know, moonwalking or some shit to the collection <laughs> plate. 
and she's like this is embarrassing and i told your ass not to do that yep and you're supposed to be serious in church so um now you're going to sunday school so i can't pinch you and if you get out of sunday school you go sit next to her and she hasn't forgotten but she's not gonna let you embarrass her at this point so mm-hmm. she will act cool in front of everybody but then she lean over into your ear and she's like when we get home i'm gonna wear your ass out and you're like i'm gonna get a whooping now mm-hmm. so you try to act good for mm-hmm. like two hours Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hoping that that will belay the ass woman like that she will be like you know what you were so good because at mm-hmm. that point i turned into like a little british kid i'm like mother <laughs> perchance <laughs> another peppermint you. right would you like another biscuit right mother mother would you like some water it's all this shit it, it doesn't work like nope and like i remember my brother did some dumb shit and my mom we were both being dumb but my mom pinched me so i got my comeuppance in church like and I mom pinch hurt like that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. shit was crippling. Um, yeah, she get that nail and twist. She about to cry. But my brother didn't get hit, so he laughed at me getting hit. Um, and then he talked shit. Um, and uh, kept playing when I was like, "Nope, I'm done. I got mine." <laughs> and we got in the car, and I she was like, out. "She was like, Rodney, you sit up front." Cause normally I, you know, it would be like shotgun, like we call shotgun and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And like it was a big deal and it was my turn. And I was like, I wanted to sit up front. She was like, sit in the back. So I sat in the back and, uh, she wore my brother ass out in that parking lot in that church. <laughs> <laughs> like right there. I was just like, mm hmm. That's exactly how it goes. So yeah, I, I've tried that. I've tried to be good. Shit. It don't I work. This one, this, that, that one time, I was so good the rest of the day. Cause that happened in the morning. So it was like the rest of the day we were out at this park. I didn't get, we didn't get home till five. I tried to hop into the bath and take a bath, my own bath. That was the worst because I was wet when I got out and she caught me when I was wet. Woo! I got one of those too. <laughs> Yo, so I learned my lesson early about, listen, either I gotta be better at lying and not getting caught or I just can't do this shit. Yeah. I just my stopped. Sister. Honestly, dude, I remember my last ass whooping. And I oh, remember yeah. my number one thought was I'm way too old for this shit. And that <laughs> I never got an ass whooping again. Like it was, it's like a switch just finally went off and I was like, the fuck am I getting a whooping for? I'm like 13 or some shit. Like this right. is, this is a ridiculous ad. This is a ridiculous age <laughs> to begin. And it wasn't her fault. It was my fault. Like it was a hundred percent some dumb shit I did. And I was like, that, when I did it, I remember thinking like, I'm probably going to get a whooping for this. You, you know what it was for me? It wasn't even my last ad whooping that did it. I was like, I kind of was like on some, I got to, got to do better. Yeah. But what she got it for me is my room is right next to my sister's and my sister was kept getting ass whoopings until she was way too old to be getting right. ass whooping. We're doing dumb shit. Like there was one time she had, we had a uh, Venetian blinds and for some reason she bit on the blinds. And my mom was like, my mom was like, why? My mom was like, well, who bit on the blinds? Like, why would you buy them the blinds in your room? She would try to blame it on my little cousin. My mom was like, but the blinds are your height level. And she kept trying to lie about it. My mom was like, like and, I, and I'm sitting in my room going, I'm in my room, I hear the, I hear the conversation going in my room and I'm like, Yo, stop lying, yo. Just, just submit to it. Just submit to it. Next thing I know, all I hear is the clapping of the, the ass woman and I'm just like, Dude, I remember, I remember the age when I realized that just telling the truth could get me out of at least 75% of the whoopings I was getting. Uh huh. Because when they ask, they already know the answer. They know the answer. I don't, I don't think children understand that. Like, if they come and ask you, odds are, they know the answer. And you better give them the answer that they think that you should give. Because if you give anything other than that answer, 
they're gonna ask you again right to give you a time but now they're getting mad yeah like that second question isn't for that second question isn't for you, them it's, it's for, for you. you it's like this is your last chance to get, escape this whooping man just tell the truth and like i remember um my like when i first started like being like when my mom would be like what time did you get home from school and the correct answer is supposed to be like 315 mm-hmm. it only takes 10 minutes to walk from the bus stop to the house right and i'd be like 345 where were you at i went and got some pizza okay <laughs> <laughs> now that was a it, like a year before that that's an asthma because i would be like oh i was here at 315 i was here at 315 i know you wasn't here at 315 i came out of the house and i left for a bed to go pick up a package your ass wasn't here why you lying i saw you walking home and you was walking home with a piece of pizza Right. Like she already know, dog. It's right. just a check. Dude, there was one. I think the the last the, when I realized it wasn't just telling the truth. It was that you can make small changes yes. to the truth. Yes. And there was a tree that my mom was trying to trying to have grow beside the house, right? Mm-hmm. And I, in one of my times of just being a kid and having imagination, decided to fight the tree and I destroyed it. But I didn't know it was a tree. I thought it was just a big giant ass weed. And so I had to beat the tree. So <laughs> she comes around. She's like, she's like. Chris, what happened to the tree on the side of the house? It's like, I'm like, what tree? She's like, the tree's right there. It's all beautiful. I was like, I oh, see what happened was the dog was fighting the cat and I was trying to break it up. And so I was trying to swing at him and I ended up hitting the tree and that's what happened. And she looked at me like she knew that that probably wasn't the whole truth. Right. But there was enough of truth in there that she couldn't prove it. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't whip me for it. That's like, what she, I learned. She, that- she, she could only whip, they could only whip you. If they have a hundred percent proof, right? So if you tell a lie that has just enough truth in it that they can't be a hundred percent sure, they're gonna look at you skeptical, but they're gonna be like, "Now I, I will, right. I will add two things to this, and then I will move on." Right? Number one, they can whoop you without a hundred percent proof. Now I'm not. I'm, yeah. Now my parents were not. They did not abuse that privilege. Yeah. But there were a few times where they just knew we did something. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. They knew you did something wrong. And they knew he was lying, but they didn't know what about. And we got like a hit, but it was never as bad. It would always be like, all right, uh, let me, I'm just going to give me a switch. And then you get hit like two times and be like, don't do that shit again. I don't know what it is, but y'all up to something. I, I know you guys are up to something, y'all. Yeah, I, I got, I caught that one. Um, the other thing is, um, the small minute changes to lies, I mean, to the truth were the thing that i did learn how to do at an early age but at the same time it only got me little shit because what it really taught me is that you can do shit outside the rules but it can't be major my brother my brother would just be like yo i got the car tonight i'm gonna stay out till three in the morning i'm like well you can't cover that up no you can't (laughs) but i can tell them that it's an 11 o'clock movie and stay out till 1 30 and be okay because even if the movie was at one i mean it was at eight because that's a true thing that you can like you know check on and shit mm-hmm. you know right. my, we, when we when i told you about the you know when we live in my virginia we yeah. we checked the time the movie we checked what time it was right and then we scheduled time to like go to get uh food from this uh this one place right and so i told my mom exactly where we went and some of the places we were like i didn't right. even get the food i did go with it so it's like i had an alibi like you exactly it little lies and the little lies get you little shit now i didn't now i never got like some major shit from my lies because i always made little ass lies but i was happy and i was ass whooping free um 
<laughs> let, let, let me talk about this um there's a siberian husky that was killed by a 10 foot python oh Ooh. shit i saw uh pictures of this oh. of course it happened in florida mm-hmm. um nigga python scary as shit bro yeah florida actually has a python problem people yes remember, yeah they said it came from a small colony 27 snakes have already been caught from this colony yeah a colony animal, animal planet they um what it is is they uh what the fuck do you have a python problem dog well what happens is this, this happens a lot people get pythons get 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 pets and then they either they release them or they get too big and they release them in the wild and that is actually what's been happening in florida and the problem with florida is uh if i remember correctly they don't have any natural predators Mm-hmm. And so you now have a predatory species you've added you added to a the ecosystem the, the ecosystem region. and they've just expanded and yeah they go around they actually get a lot of calls for this they they go out to people's places and stuff like that and it's a huge problem out in Florida with uh, pythons dude you know? let me pet problems I ain't feeling bad for your son snakes <laughs> not nine problems all right yeah um I say spray and neuter your snakes um the mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> The apparently, love to do that. It was a thirty-eight pound python. Uh, it was a sixty-pound dog. Shit! It slithered into the into the backyard. Within five minutes, the dog was dead. Um, the uh, it's not known why it slid into the backyard, but I'm gonna assume because it's a fucking snake. Um, the homeowner who refused to give her name. Um, later on, they found out that it's a dude who uh tortured and murdered his boss. So oh, that's wow. that, serious. Yeah, it's the family of it, that dude. So that's why they oh. didn't want to get a name because they were like, wow. "That nigga crazy." Don't have shit to do with us. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, her son saw the snake and he tried to take the snake away from the dog's neck with his hands, his bare hands. She said, "Um, that by the way, nothing describes how much people love animals than that." Cause, uh, no. Hmm. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't damn. Know many black people that would actually, you know, <laughs> if, if I see a big ass python, you know, eating little fluffy fluff, uh, I'm sorry, fluffy fluffy yeah. fluff watches. I'd be like, damn, my dog did. I'll like, find that shit. The dog would be barking dead. with the snake like five feet away, and I'd be like, damn, my dog did. Mm-hmm. Ah, like it wouldn't even be. It's awesome. like if you don't run, you're gonna be in trouble, dog. Yeah, I wouldn't even be sitting up there like, oh no, I can save him. I'd be like, oh, the snake is here, it's dead. Let me call the cops. Um, it was so strong he couldn't do it. He ran inside, got gardening system, scissors, tried to cut the snake off. That didn't work. Oh shit! Yeah, like he this was is determined how to have... this this is how strong these snakes are. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm that taking from this. No joke. Say that again, Kev. He tried to cut the snake off. Tried to cut it off with garden shears. It he he cut it and it started bleeding. It didn't die. And oh shit! They never do. Right. <laughs> it just kept saying, "Was a man." over and over ah. mm-hmm. of these motherfucking snakes in my motherfucking garden um but it, it makes you think like this could definitely kill a kid yes a 60 pound dog it could definitely kill a kid like the yeah. death playing in the backyard doesn't know any better how the fuck does anyone live in florida it's like yeah the australia of america it is yeah. Australia of america. gators poisonous snakes strangling snakes like mm-hmm. What's the fucking point, man? Get out of there. And this is in Miami. This is like a part uh, that's populated and shit. This isn't in swamplands. 
Yeah. See, the, the, the thing about that is, like, one day there's animal smuggling, so you, you bring a lot of animals in, smuggling into uh, Miami. That's one, how these animals get there. And two, they, you, you, can, you can buy – I want a python. I wanted a python as a kid. I wanted a snake as a kid. My parents wouldn't mm-hmm. give me one, <clears throat> mainly because my aunt was scared of snakes. But I wanted one. You can get that. What people don't realize is these snakes live a long time and can grow pretty big. If you are not prepared to handle that, you now have a I mean, you now yeah you now have a huge snake. My best friend in high school had a had a python. By the time we graduated, it was like seven feet long, and he was just like, and I was just like, yo, so what are you going to do when you go off to college? He was like, I don't know. Yeah, and he had a seven foot long python. He, he probably let like, it go, and then it killed somebody's dog. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing too is like they're attracted <laughs> to water, so people have like pools in their backyard oh. and shit, and they'll yep. be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just oh cool pool. That's another reason why. Uh, device. That's another reason why I don't fuck with Florida. It's like I'm not trying to have a pool in my backyard and wake up and I walk outside and um, this is snake or this is a giant alligator just chilling in my pool. Like, hey, what's oh up, nigga? shit, I would panic. Like, yeah. like the, the snakes and alligators show up in your pool in the backyard, like Aquatia having pool. a pool party. They like they fucking master shake it in uh. Like in, the, in, in your pool and shit like that, you're just like, oh, okay, so you guys are gonna be using my pool today? Okay, well, I'm gonna, um, I, I guess I'm not gonna swim today. Okay. Well, um, look, man, this episode has been long enough. It's been fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it without yes, doing really? a lot of stories. Yes, it's been over two hours. Um, <laughs> I know, man, I just like talking to y'all. Um, I'm not even gonna play Guess the Racist shit because, uh, I gotta get my fantasy roster and news right. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't um, even paying attention. I'm sitting up here talking to y'all, playing Xbox. So, hey, it's, it's, it's good shit, man. Good shit. Y'all too, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, I think tomorrow's guests are actually Nick, you, and Reggie. Mm-hmm. Um, from, from where's the, where's, where's, what's the tea? Yep. So, uh, we'll awesome. be back. We'll definitely play some guests to race and shit with them. Um, I just had a lot of news I wanted to cover and then we had that Chelsea Manning thing, death penalty shit. So, uh, we had to get to all that. Um, Chris, Kev, uh, I love you guys. Thank y'all for being on, man. Yes, we love um, you. definitely. Thank check out the us. check out the insanity uh check podcast uh i always listen to it uh oh i appreciated what y'all said last week about uh me and karen and the show and stuff man yeah uh yeah, that was yeah, really nice thank of you guys um oh, yeah, and of uh well, you know just hey, y'all good people man that's just what it's all about y'all good people i i don't even see no reason why anyone would even try to slander y'all so hey y'all good people y'all like family so same yep. to y'all same man to same to y'all. y'all it's cool working with good people man it is um and uh like i said they might look out for them they might be doing a show tonight at 6 30 or something um and you never know man i like anytime i see them be like if i'm not doing shit and i ever see like <laughs> hey man we're about to go live on spreecast i'll be like uh y'all got y'all got room for one more y'all just uh <laughs> you know it's whatever, yeah, the show today, i kind of want to do it because uh, uh yeah there's a couple things i want to talk about but it, it might not be that long tonight so yeah we, we'll decide in a couple hours i'll let Kevin like come up joint. I mean, yeah might have to talk about them females on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, actually, you know, here's what we actually what I actually want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I finally did watch um, First Class again, and so I'm going to talk about that. So oh yeah, you. I saw you tweeting about that. You hated yeah. it. Um, well, no. Here's the thing. I, 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 here, here, here's the the byline for I, when I, we I'll do the set, show. I'll set them straight. I'll set them straight. It's it's. I think it's a terrible X Men movie. I think it's a very good Magneto movie. Oh, I agree. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I, I'll, I, I'll take that. I, I, what I'm going to talk about when I'm going to be, I'm going to be having a lot of hate for this movie, but I think when I'm done with everything I have wrong with it, everybody's going to go, 
Oh, well, no, I agree with everything he's saying. Like, yeah. that's how it's going to be. It just, this is why people forget that when I watched that movie, I gave it a three out of five. And yeah. I think it's, I, I haven't changed my, my rating for it. Every problem I have with it, I think everybody else has a problem with it, too. It's just that Michael Fassman is just so good as Magneto that yeah, nothing yeah. else really fucking matters. I forgave everything. Good actor. Uh, yeah. Michael Fassbender as Magneto, uh, I forgive everything. I hope. Yeah. Like so I, I'm just gonna break that down in the in the in the in the show to show like where I think the the issues are, are I had with that film and to show like it, it, there's a lot of I feel like I wish Michael Vaughn uh Matthew Vaughn was coming back. Me too. Because I feel like he had a really good movie in the and I can see at parts where Fox came in and was mm-hmm. like, Well you need to do this. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what ruins the movie. Dude, for me. can I you see the same thing with uh kick ass as well? Is then Matthew Vaughn do the first kick ass? Yep. Yeah. And yeah, like that second kick ass is just missing something to me. Can yeah. you can you just see like wh- like I don't know how y'all felt, but after the the end of the Wolverine when they do the teaser for the next one, mm-hmm. everyone in my audience got excited because Patrick Stewart and um the other dude Ian McGregor or whatever were back. Yeah, and I got let down because i was actually hoping that they would show fassbender and um the other dude and like i would be like i would have been hype about that like oh shit but then when they showed them old ass niggas i was like oh Mm -hmm. man they're not even gonna try yeah so like i said i mean yeah that that is that is where i'm going with the movie but i think that you know everybody's gonna be you know like no he's like you hate it i'm gonna explain where my my issues with this movie come in at because i feel like it just falls they into a. Trash this movie, people. Don't worry it's, about it's, it. It falls into another. <laughs> Thanks, Fox is doing. Dumb Fox shit is again. terrible. Hey, I do have another question, man. Did either of y'all see Reddit? I, I did. I saw the screening of it. Hey, yeah. man. Um, is that not the one of the best horrible, horrible movies? Yeah. Of all, like it is <laughs> irredeemably bad. Like to the point where I was cackling at how over the top uh riddick as a character is it's it feels like it was written by dudes on steroids at the gym that just were like wouldn't it be cool if he said this and then it all happened this, this is this is where Dude, kevin and i this, disagreed this, on the movie this is like our whole entire review that we yeah. did Uh-oh. yeah this is where kevin and i disagreed on the movie because i was like that is exactly what i was expecting from the movie yeah and that is exactly what i got so to me it's like Hey, I, I don't even think I got that. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think I got that. Wait, yeah, wait, I, I, what I you... got that. I was, I was, I was, I was laughing the entire time, dude. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. I was in, the, I was in the theater. It was me and just two other people, <laughs> and I was laughing like I was in my front room. Like I can't believe they're doing this. It's yeah. so stupid, but at the same time, it's I'm so, so glad. Yeah, it's, it was exactly what I expected. This is why when, when Kev didn't like it, I was like, I can't even be mad at him because I'm like, either you're in or you're out. Either, yeah. either this movie is too bad that you're just, you can't enjoy it, or it's like exactly the bad you thought it was going to be and you enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. It's like, it was exactly what I was expecting because I never had any high, like, I didn't have. I don't have any high hopes for any of the Riddick movies. Yeah, I don't like. Are, I actually don't like um, the Chronicles of Riddick, and yeah, I, I like and either. I really really like. Pitch, See, I really, I really I like Pitch really Black. Like Chronicles of Riddick, and I, I'll I'll be that oddball okay. here, but I I still enjoy watching Chronicles of Riddick. That's what I was gonna say. Is I uh I I assume the difference is and that I also like Pitch because, Black as well. 
I like Pitch Black a lot too. Um, but I was gonna say I assume the difference is if you like the Chronicles of Reddit, then you probably got to a point where you were like, why aren't you gonna continue this story? and flesh it out and they really just throw that story away <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not really even that to me it mm. was more or less like the thing with like i said like the thing with pitch black like no one really expected like i don't think anyone really expected vin diesel's character to survive at that point in time when that movie came out no one really expected him to survive yeah. no one's really used to like the bad guy really winning out you saw like the good cop the um yeah. the tough female a lot of people thought hey you know what they're probably going to make it out of this and when they didn't that was just like some oh shit this guy is really cool as shit and you know, he also had his own code yeah and now they did try to you know have that same thing here with his own code and whatnot yeah. but they made it the focal point of the movie and i think that's what kind of just well forget think- about forget about pitch black tell me about chronicles of riddick why do you why like what about See, Chronicles my, of Riddick, did you like that my was like, missing my here? like of it is that I thought it was a, I liked it because it was just a different sci-fi and it still mm. feels like different sci-fi to me. I'll, I'll be granted, you know, it's cheesy as fuck. Yeah. Like the acting isn't the greatest, but you know, I kind of dug the story. I, I, I really, I did actually dug the whole necromancer thing, their whole religion. You know, I thought it had some cool aspects to it and I, and I wanted them to expand on it, which I kind of got from playing the Riddick video games and also the, uh, the couple animes they had based on this character too yeah now see that's what i was gonna say though if you kind of like that tech the necromancer all that stuff i feel like i could understand being really let down by this movie but it wasn't even that if they did want to go back to the whole him fighting you know what that's okay mm-hmm. but you know it just had to work for me i guess like you know it had to make some kind of sense for it but to me it was just like i i, I didn't give a fuck this time mm-hmm. oh i know i just like to me, it was just all, every over-the-top aspect of Riddick. They did it, but tenfold in this movie. Yeah, it was I, great. I, I still had, I still had, I still had <laughs> issues with it. Still had issues with it. Like they didn't really like in Pitch Black. They really used him being able to see in the dark. They didn't really use that in this one. Yeah. Um, and I think the they're adding the alien that the, the like just like with the Wolverine, the last part of the movie was stupid. In, in mm. this one, like they didn't really even need the aliens. In By the way, was, uh, doesn't he have the stupidest superpower? He can see in the dark. Like, I think it's cool when they use it right. But like, it's, you can, you can, in this movie, forget oh, yeah, about when movie, they... Yeah, in this movie, it, it, yeah. it, was, it was pointless. It was pointless. It was just it was like, yeah. and they were scared of him for it. why I was, like, so pissed off, because, like, there was just one whole section where they're going to go get the batteries, and he's just, like, riding a fucking CGI motorcycle. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. dog, like, this is fucking boring. The truth, I don't care the, about this the truth yeah. of the, I realized the truth oh. of this movie about five minutes in when they did away with the Necromancer plot. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, "Oh, they don't have the budget." That was it. No, no, this budget was the, the budget for Reddit was uh, Chronicles of Reddit was a hundred million. This was thirty eight million, and he mm-hmm. had to come up with most of the money himself. Yeah, it made sense. Wow. It made sense to me. Like, soon as they show the first bad, like Flash Gordon CGI of them on those motorcycles, I was like, "Yeah, they Flash. ran out of. They don't have the money." Oh. And, that, and that's the thing too. Like, it was just I felt like it was over CGI. They could have did this. They could have maybe shot this movie and maybe like a de- deserted area on like the United States. Go to a desert or go somewhere like that. I mean, I think they could do that in their budget. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of desert in this shit. Like, yeah. well, but a lot of it's just a lot of it just felt like it was just painted CGI. Uh, well, I told Kev too much. I, I told Kev what they should have done was and would have made this I think an even better movie. And it made it like I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I think it would have made it better if they just came back to the planet they were in in Pitch Black. You know what? They could have done the same movie, 
come back, gone back to the same planet, even use the same damn creatures at the very end, it would have worked. It would it would have yeah, uh, to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, look. I can't agree with that. I what they needed to do is exactly what they did because I <laughs> have never had a better time in a the theater than than this shit. Like the impossible white man scale that he was trying to hit. Oh god, dude, yeah. nigga, what? Dude, that came that- out of nowhere. When he told you exactly how the movie was, go- the rest of the movie was going to end, I was like, I hope they do it. I hope they fucking do it. And when uh, Starbuck was like, so real slow, like, I was like, uh-uh. uh-uh. He kept, he kept being, he kept being right. Like they used, they stole that Rambo, uh, gunpowder in the flesh wound bit. Yeah. They, oh, yes. th- this nigga had a pet. Like it oh, was. Dude, yeah. It was so much shit. I got a little teary eye when they shot the dog, yo. Dude, it was so much (laughs) shit in this movie. Like, there was no betrayal you didn't see coming. Nope. Like, it was so bad that I enjoyed it. And like I said, I'm not even, I would never recommend it to anyone. (laughs) I wouldn't even give it like a Netflix. Like, it's really bad, y'all. Like, it's, it's down there with like lockout where I enjoy it, but I, as I'm enjoying it, I'm like, Oh, that's you know, if horrible. If I would have saw that late night on Netflix while having a beer, I would have probably enjoyed that a hell of a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I went in expecting that, expecting a lockout. And so when it when I came out and I got that, I was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm good. This is what I wanted. They, they surprised, Chris, I'll give you, they surprised me with it, <laughs> which is even, which to me is even better because, like, I kind of did expect it to be like, uh more like pitch black honestly because the trailers made it look like pitch black it was rated r mm-hmm. and i was like oh so he's gonna be on a planet we got some mercenaries gonna almost be maybe like an aliens type type deal and um no it was like a sci-fi with an impossible white man background Mm-hmm. And um, I'm always here for Impossible White Man. I'll, I'll never make an excuse for it. And I'll never apologize for it. <laughs> I know that other people see these movies and go, these are fucking terrible movies. But the second he started doing Impossible White Man shit, I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. His his powers don't even make sense on that planet. Well, I admit, like, it was cool. Like, some of, a lot of that stuff was cool to me. Like, but it was just... I guess the stuff in between was just it wasn't as cool as like the banter and I guess in a Well there's not a lot there's like not that. a lot of tech in this joint. You know what I mean? Like in the other ones there was more like a little more like futury yeah, like tech shit. shit. So that was you know. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's not like a UE uh, Bowl movie bad because those are just unwatchable. Yeah, yeah. No, it's watchable, but it's just yeah, it's watchable. really bad. I won't, really, I won't really defend. Bad. I'm not going to give it, yeah, it's watchable, but yeah. it's, it's horrible. I won't defend this movie. I just wanted to know what y'all's take was on it because I hadn't heard yet. So yeah. that's cool, man. Um, all right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow at 930. You guys got an extra long show today about a bunch of bullshit and you're all welcome. Um, shadowdollproductions.com, uh, shadowdollproductions on YouTube. So you guys can support shorts for cancer. Um, and make sure you like that video and spread it. It will be on the blackouttest.com. Uh, see you guys at 9.30 tomorrow. Karen, until then, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah.